All right. So, uh, man, we're already on session six. I mean, the campaign's pretty much almost over now. Uh, so, session six of Odyssey of the Dragonlords finds you guys up late at the uh, palace, as it were, uh, of Pythor in the city of Astoria. You are honored guests in the God King's home, and you have enjoyed a delicious, godly feast of cheesy potatoes. Uh, now, you're up late formulating plans and dishing about each other's sordid pasts. Um, it is very late, though. If you guys do intend to get anything done in the morning, you might want to kind of uh, ease out of the conversation into some long resting, because you have traveled uh, exceptionally long uh, distance today, kind of pushing past the normal eight hours of travel. Is that agreeable to everybody? Uh, yeah, I think we did a lot of talking and we have a good idea of what we want to do. So uh, I think I'll start heading back to the room. Okay. And pull the girls with me. Yeah, I mean, it's not a, it's not a huge palace, uh, but there are um, essentially a few guest quarters. But you guys are forced to kind of uh, bunk up, essentially. So... I think uh, Talos will just take a stroll around town. Okay. Uh, you don't want to do your Warforged recharge and prevent a point of exhaustion? Well, you don't have to be standing still for the thing. You just have to not be doing any laborious activity. Okay. So you're just going to walk around the city. Gotcha. All right. Literally just the insights. Okay. Such as they are at 2 in the morning. Do robots have dark vision? <laughs> No, it's just a, this is a lot of make-believe happening right now for, for Talus. Um, but sure, if it make you feel good, go for it. Um, Alright, as you guys settle in uh, to your respective beds for the night, uh, you are visited by visions. Yeah, so the visions are um, apparently so important that I have special words to read to you each of us gets it uh each of you has the same oh. haunting vision as you sleep um robot who thinks he is not affected by things that affect mortals as you are exploring the town and the visions are delivered upon your uh more organic companions uh you have one of those like sci-fi robo seizures where you just sort of like uh can't see straight and sort of crash into like uh, you know debris on the side of the road and like fall over because that's what the that's what happens. Um, so as you guys are in either an alley somewhere having a robot seizure or fitfully trying to sleep in a strange bed in a strange place, uh, you hear a woman's voice emanate from the darkness all around you. So. Your great quest begins. Off to become heroes, are you? Mortals are so very proud. And a light shines in the dark, illuminating the sad and pathetic figure of an old man who has been hogtied to a stake. Look at this one. He's falling to pieces. 
joints stiff, skin slack, teeth gone. The life is practically dripping out of him. Inky black shadows fall across the old man. He flinches and squirms, panicking as something draws closer, something that you cannot see. Yes, his sad mortal life is leaking away. But I wonder what will happen to his soul. The old man thrashes against his restraints, screaming into his gag as a butcher's knife descends. And you awaken from this vision, bathed in sweat. So I need everybody to roll wisdom saving throws. Here we go. <clears throat> Will be just a moment for me. I just sat down. Sure, sure, That'll sure. Get into roll twenty. Yes. So um, the DC was indescribably high. Um, each of you, <laughs> I have no other way to put it. Uh, each of you is afflicted uh, with terrible nightmares that relate to your um, your individual um, sort of path, but also just kind of hover around the fragility of the mortal condition. Um, over and over, you try to gain rest, you try to um, push these visions away, and again, that haunting female voice comes uh, and lectures about uh, the fragility of the mortal races, uh, showing over and over again how easy it is to snuff out uh, their life, how easy it is to claim what little there is inside. Uh, no one gains the benefits of a long rest, and everyone begins their first morning in Astoria uh, with a point of exhaustion. Great. Yeah. All right. And so the cockerel crows, and the day begins. Uh, it is late in the morning, I assume. Uh, at least 9 or 10 a.m., I'm, I mean, that's late for adventurers. You gotta trust me on this one. Um, sunlight is kind of streaming in, uh, filtered through a thick cloud bank that sort of floats in the skies above the city. Um, threatening rain, but no rain is due today. Uh, as always, the temperature is extremely pleasant, like 68, 70 degrees. All right. Uh, what would you like to do? Uh, well, Reset awakens in her in her guest bed with sweat everywhere, and uh, I guess she would turn to see how Hypatia and Anastasia are doing. Yeah. If, As you turn yeah. to look at uh, at Hypatia sleeping, uh, you find her throat slit. Uh, blood everywhere. All of the lovely snakes that you have befriended uh, over the last couple of days, one by one, have been severed uh, at the stump uh, and lay dead, coiled in knots around each other. 
uh, around her. Wait, okay. Uh, her eyes widen, and she's going to reach for her um, shield and spear and go up to Hypatia and try to just just uh, see what happened. Or And also take a quick look to Anastasia to see if anything happened to her. Uh, there is no... You look over for Anastasia, and she's just not there. Uh, Hypatia, as uh, you are sleeping and dreaming, uh, you are violently shaken awake. Uh, what looks like the reanimated remains of Reset, her eyes hollow uh, and empty, her mouth yawning, crooked teeth, and a swollen purple tongue. Uh, she looms over you, uh, leaning in to eat you or your face. It's very confusing. Yeah, I, I would definitely start awake um, reel back and uh, I, I might I might do one of these like that's possible let's, let's, let's little snake hair bite okay okay uh, yeah so Anastasia you awaken to hear like violence uh, in the room uh, you look over and you see Hypatia uh, and her snakes attacking Reset. Uh, the snakes are biting Reset all over uh, her face. Her beautiful Aurigian face is swollen uh, from poison. Uh, her one eye completely swollen shut from the venom. Uh, you can see all the veins in her face and neck and arms uh, standing out in black contrast against her pale skin. Oh my goodness. Um... Yeah, I think I'm up and at him. I'd, I'd like to um, uh, thrust both my wings forward and then kind of unfurl them and kind of push them apart if I can. Okay. Uh, they don't seem to notice you at all. Oh. Uh, so, uh, gentlemen, uh, you guys, uh, it's just the two of you, I guess, right? As you yeah. awaken? Alexi would I guess probably so. be first awake, I think. Okay, sure. It would be if once he woken, he first would stare at the ceiling, trying to recall what just happened in his in his sleep. Then sit uh, up as you stare at the ceiling, uh, walking upside down on the ceiling and looking down at you is an emaciated God. black dog. The dog stares at you intently. It opens its mouth and a long pointed tongue kind of lolls out and then a long yo-yo of drool slowly begins making its way from its mouth down towards your face. I blink twice. Is it still there? Am oh, I it's still, still there, yeah. I get up out of bed and I'm looking at it and I'm right. taking a step back away. As you go to get out of bed, uh, you cannot feel your body. Uh, you're paralyzed. The strand of drool gets closer and closer, and as it does, you feel the almost chemical sizzle of it as it hovers above your face. The dog shakes its head 
and the drool lands right next to you, burning a hole in the pillow next to your head. The dog lets out a horrible sound, and you watch its face split apart, and three new heads grow from the shattered remains of the first one. If I try to say anything, yell, do words come out of my mouth? Uh, go ahead and give me a performance check. This would be indicative of how much air you could pump out of your... Yeah, so Philippocles, you wake up and uh, you hear screaming. <laughs> As you look over, uh, you can see Honora, uh, and she is pinned to the wall. Alexi is holding her above the ground and choking the life out of her. All the while, he's sort of shouting and laughing as he does, twirling that ribbon of his that he used to distract you in the battle. I think uh, I would bull rush Alexi. What are you doing? All right, give me an athletics check, please. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Alexi, you feel the air sort of thud out of your chest as the dog leaps from the ceiling and collides with your chest, begins savaging your throat and face. So over in the ladies' room, um, yeah, uh, reset, uh, there are snakes, uh, that were on, you know, dead on the ground that are now crawling up your legs, uh, biting at your flesh. Uh, Hypatia still lays there dead on the ground, but as you stare at her in horror, uh, you see a dark light form behind her eyes, and you see sort of like ghostly spirits begin to swirl about her her skin mummifies before your eyes she takes on a more lich-like appearance and slowly begins to sit up in that very creepy way that vampires do like a full sit-up kind of deal yeah yeah um i'm well horrified by all the snakes climbing up me and this um uh hypatia doing an undertaker thing um Rosette is going to kind of uh, scream out and back out. I think she'd actually fall and kind of like try to scoot up next to the bed, try to get as much distance as she can from the body. And she would yell out like um, for anyone. So she'd yell out like, Anna. Anastasia. Uh, yeah, Rosette is crying out for help. She is like two feet away from you. Um. Yeah, I, I try to respond, but she. Uh, out in the streets, uh, Talus, um, you had something go wrong last night, and you remember falling down. You remember the weird visions. When you awoke, you were no longer in Astoria. You were on a corpse-ridden battlefield. Others like you fought endlessly across this field of battle piling on top of the corpses of other warforged using weapons far more advanced than anything you have seen in Thylea they fight without any remorse without any emotion they just fight 
and kill each other endlessly. It doesn't seem to have a point or a purpose. It doesn't seem to make any sense. As you look about the battlefield, you see another unit, uh, its chest cavity crushed. The wisps of soul gifted to it from the Soul Forge when it was first crafted uh, escape as tiny motes of light. Its eyes look about unfocused, and even then, it tries to reach for its weapon to keep fighting. In the skies, you see great ships firing blasts of energy at each other, and one of them explodes, and you see more Warforged, at least parts of Warforged, just rain down from the skies like chunks of metallic hail. The sky is just red and black from smoke and fire. Hypatia, uh, your snakes seem to have frightened uh, whatever is going about in Reset's skin. Uh, the creature sort of backs away from you. Its posture very hunched over, very feral, very similar to the hag Helica that you faced uh, down in the Shrine of the Oracle. Its head crackles as it turns nearly all the way upside down, and a long tongue lolls out across razor-sharp teeth and sort of continues to just coil out like a snake uh, from Reset's horribly descended mouth. Well, I would definitely at this point back as far into a corner as I could. I would look around for Anastasia. Um, see Anast if she's okay. Yeah. You vaguely recall a person named Anastasia, but you cannot see her anywhere. Mm. More than likely, she gave up and abandoned the quest. So, I think at this point... I would be racking my brain to see if I could think of what has happened to reset and if there is anything I could do to fix it or alternatively how best I could defeat her and protect myself. Fair enough. Uh, just go ahead and give me a straight intelligence check. And while you're doing that, Alexi, uh, you are being savaged by this three-headed dog. Uh, do you do you accept your fate as the doomed one and die no. here? No? I try to I try to move, struggle, and fight back. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So give me either an acrobatics or an athletics check to show that you're trying to fight back against this. Uh, I'll do acrobatics. It's better. Okay. Oh no. Yeah, I know how you feel. All right. Uh, yeah, so, Philippocles, you have managed to pull Alexi free. Um, as you do, Honora falls to the ground, uh, gasping for air. She looks up at you, and her eyes are full of fear. And you look down and see that in your haste, you hit Alexi so hard that he must have snapped his neck. His limp body held 
in your offhand. He is dead. I'd kind of just uh, fall to my knees and honor what I've done. All right. So, um, yeah, it's getting uh, it's getting a little crazy. It's getting a little crazy. Uh, it's at that point when you all hear a very strange sound. The song that doesn't end. Yes, it goes on and on, my friend. Some, Some strange song. You, you look around. From the heavens? Yeah, you, you look around confused. Uh, it's so weird. Talus, as you're staring down at this Warforged who's dying before you, it opens its uh, sound orifice, and this strange song comes out. Yeah, it's really weird. And then, reset. Like, as you're sort of looking down at this animated undead beast that's rising to face you, Hypatia opens her mouth, and this strange song comes out. And so it goes for each of you. And then, Anastasia, you hear Kyra's familiar voice next to you. And she says, uh, you're not forgotten. Sing with me. Sing and we'll bring them back to us. Yes, yes, she will. Um... Can you, all right, give me a performance check. Okay. No, I want to hear you sing the song. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, DM inspiration for sure, but... <laughs> I don't know, I'm very... <laughs> Just sing the song. All right, all right. So, even with disadvantage, even with resurrection sickness, uh, you begin to sing the song that doesn't end. Uh, Reset and Hypatia, you look, and Anastasia's there, only mere feet away from you. Oh, no. Kyra's, Kyra's there with her, but you see Kyra kind of moving towards the door and then out the hallway. Uh, gentlemen, your door is kicked open, and you see Aunt Kyra there. She has puppets on her hands. It's a little weird. Uh, and she is singing this very upbeat, ridiculous song. And as you look, Honora is not there. There is no dog. And Philippocles and, and Alexi, you guys are just sort of mid WrestleMania, like on the floor. <laughs> All right. And then Kyra just kind of nods and she says, uh, "Good morning. I I thought she might try something like that. Um, <sighs> so we got to get the supplies for the stakeout, right? And breakfast." I wake up in Philippocles, like, wrestling me down. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys are, like, mid, like, two dudes that were fighting I, over the dumbest thing in the world. Like, you guys are just wrestling on the floor. When Philippocles sees that Alexi isn't dead, but is instead alive and wrestling with him, he gives him a big bear hug. I thought I killed you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm still dreaming. <laughs> what the fuck? 
<laughs> um, um, yeah, you you reach for your bed, and, uh, Alexi, and you pull the pillow down. Um, there is a small burn mark on the pillow. I I hug him real quick, like yeah, a couple taps on the back, like okay, yeah, okay, uh-huh. and I I come to look down at my torso area. I'm okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, thanks for not killing me. <laughs> I'd say. All right. I'm just so happy you're alive. Yeah. yeah. Andrew, um, what was that? What's going on? I'll explain to you guys over breakfast, uh, Kyra says. But we we gotta, you know, we gotta start the day. You can't linger on these sorts of things. Lingering's bad. Very well. Yeah. Also, we should probably track down Talus. Because um, you know why uh, gnome-built robots always go crazy? It's the short circuits. What's a circuit? I don't have time to explain that one. All right, so I'll meet you. Uh, <laughs> I'll meet you at the table. Uh, I had the servants stay up super late and um, like snow shovel all the debris off the table. So hopefully we won't catch like malaria or anything. Uh, all right. So uh, she heads back to the ladies' room and she's like, "Okay." That's enough. Let's let's go. It's breakfast time. Um, I think reset would be like over Hypatia in the corner and just yeah. crying, like hugging her. Okay. And she, Anna, she like she would have pulled Anna too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're just like in a pile of snot and tears. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, the familiars also had terrible nightmares. So the four familiars are off in the corner, uh, holding each other and sobbing as well. Um, I don't want to describe what terrors they dealt with because I don't want another email from PETA, but it was really bad. So, yeah, right. after a while, we'd, we'd pick ourselves up and uh, hug the familiars as well. Okay. And uh, Kiro, uh, you look around and Kyra is not there. I guess she's gone to fix breakfast. Uh, Talus out in the streets. Uh, you kind of blink your uh, vision receptacles uh, and uh, you are back in Astoria and uh, that strange woman that claims to be a god uh, sort of is holding your arm and sort of helping you stay uh, stay upright. Um, and she's sort of whistling a strange but familiar melody uh, as she does. And she says... Uh, Okay, I hope you had a nice time sightseeing, but uh, we're going to go back and watch everyone eat breakfast and then plan our day. Does that sound good? Uh, Right. You okay? Okay. It was strange. It was so foreign and yet familiar. Yeah, yeah, don't. uh, I probably should have warned you guys. I never know what is like allowed and not allowed. So until it's almost too late, it feels like. But I'll at least explain what happened so you could be maybe better prepared for it. So let's hasten along. It shouldn't take too long. My brother's city is super small compared to my sister's city. But don't tell him that. He's already got enough problems. So. All right. 
Uh, so she helps you get back to the the castle, or sorry, the palace. And as you uh, arrive back at the palace, uh, servants are already bringing out plates of poached eggs, fruit, cheeses, uh, and big fat slabs of uh, fatty bacon. All right. So you guys sit together in the uh, in the palace uh, dining area. The sun fighting through the clouds to come in through the open uh, open air uh, architecture of the place. Uh, you do not see uh, Pythor. You do not see Princess Honora. Uh, so it is just the seven of you plus Pokemon. I'll go through my morning maintenance with the uh, constructs and everything. Okay, fair enough. Alexi silently eats, ruminating on what just happened. Yeah, mm. Hypatia is kind of just like staring at the food, like, and staring at everyone else and staring at the food. Yeah, after maybe like two minutes of awkward silence, I think Reset's just gonna pipe up and be like, um, so. How was your morning? And turn to Philippocles and Alexi. I mean, uh, I not the best. <laughs> I killed uh, Alexi, but uh, he's not dead. Um, weird dreams. Not my normal sweaty night. Uh, uh oh. I had a monster attack me in my sleep. You said I was sorry. <laughs> it was a dog. It was a dog. <clears throat> well, do I recall it all after the fact? Oh, yeah. You guys will actually never be able to forget the visions that were visited upon you uh, unless you use a wish spell. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wow. Question. <laughs> yeah. What did I forget? Anastasia? Because I know Hypatia sort of forgot her. Uh, it was close. So, but you don't think you could have. Okay. But I felt it sort of like slipping away. Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. it was trying to be taken away from me. A bit. Okay. Then she, she's gonna, as she continues to eat, she's gonna be looking at in Anastasia's direction. Try to burn that image into her mind. Okay. Anastasia, she won't say anything. Everybody's watching you eat your breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she'll kind of explain what happened with her, her, her visions as well. That uh, She tried to help but couldn't. Then I heard a strange melody, and I harmonized, and everything got better. Oh, right. You were singing that, that weird song. How, how did it go again? Uh, and you see uh, Kyra lift a hand from beneath the table, and it has a strange, like, sheep puppet on it. And she says with really bad ventriloquism skills, 
It's not a weird song. It's a great one. Because it goes on and on. <clears throat> she kind of slowly drops it beneath the edge of the table. And you can tell that she's putting on her serious face because she's about to drop some serious information on you guys. So All you right. guys are familiar with the Lutheria, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, Sister to Titan, all that jazz. We pour out a little of the forty ounce for her when we imbibe that that lady. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I dedicated yeah. a dance to her. Yeah. Um. She's also the goddess of dreams. And she's apparently not very happy with you. So that was what that was about. So is this going to happen every night now? Uh, I like to think that she has other things that she has to do. And also she's kind of lazy. So I don't think it would be like every night. But this might happen again. So the next time it happens, you just got to remember, it's only a dream. Except it's kind of not just a dream because she's the goddess of dreams. But, you know, just kind of keep that in mind. Is there any way we could prevent it from happening? <sighs> um, gosh. Hmm. Not sleep, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if that really matters. Um... I don't know. I mean, obviously, eventually, you're going to march right up to her and you're going to be like, yo, bitch, no more bad dreams. And then she's going to be like, oh, no, brave heroes. And then she's just not going to do it anymore. But until then, I don't really know how we could get her to stop, honestly. Unfortunately, she seems to be able to even affect those of us who don't normally sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone with a mind can dream. Because, you know, daydreams are a thing. So. Yup. But hey, you know what this means? Uh, this is really good news. Because if you had any doubt that you were the Chosen the Oracle and the heroes of the prophecy and destiny, I mean, you shouldn't have them anymore, right? Why would the lady of the titans come after you so hard so quickly if she wasn't worried that's a good sign uh reset's just gonna look at her with with these like bags under her eyes as she couldn't sleep at all and she's just gonna say that's that's awesome mm -hmm. i'm glad i was chosen yeah <laughs> <laughs> it just gets better from here i'm telling you what Hypatia would, would muse something about how, you know, but did the oracle choosing us make us the chosen ones? Did, w w would the prophecy have happened if we didn't know about the prophecy? And so on. Very philosophical. Okay. She kind of nods and she's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I like where you're going. I don't I don't think Lutheria is that smart. <clears throat> so, she's probably just going on gut instincts here. So why do we pour out our drink to her? Oh gosh, because if you didn't, it'd be so much worse. 
Wait, wait. This was what we got for dedicating a dance to her? I mean, look, look. The gods, they have feelings. And you obviously, you know, have hurt her feelings. And she lashed out at you. That's all. I mean, but the important thing is none of you killed each other. Because that would have been a mess. So, let's not linger anything? on the bad stuff. I don't know. Anything, I guess... Uh, it, what? Oh, yeah? Is there anything we could do to, like, protect ourselves from them? From the dreams? From the dreams? Um, oof. I'm trying to figure out a way to couch this to you that doesn't sound too meta. Um, you must increase your wisdom. Oh, no, that does sound pretty bad. You must strengthen your mind against mind-affecting spells. And she gives you, like, a hard wink. <laughs> mm. Mm. That means... That means... And I, I look at everyone. That means every night before we sleep, we must meditate. I will show you the technique I've learned back home. Oof. Yeah, boy. You know what? And that will probably help everyone fall asleep, too. So... I'm not here to manage you. Well, I'm literally managing you, but I'm not here to manage what you do. So, uh, what's on the what's on the agenda today? Do you need me for anything? Because I do have a dentist appointment at two thirty. Um, we are pretty tired, but we need to get started on helping Honora. Okay. Yeah. Um. That's fine. I, guess, oh, I should also mention. When you walk around town, um, just be careful because it's a huge wine festival going on right now. There's a wine festival. Yeah, yeah. Why should we um, be careful? To to celebrate like the super sacrifice of Princess Honora, apparently, um, Lutheria sent a bunch of her like nymphs and satyrs and stuff to the city. Um, and they're having like a huge festival leading up to the sacrifice of Princess Sonora. Oh, so this isn't a fun festival. Oh no, it's a super fun festival. Like so much drinking, fornicating, uh, games, prizes. There's some plays, famous Ooh. playwrights here actually. Um, uh, what was this guy's name? Thassus, something like that. Um, he's putting on like three different plays, and uh, I heard they're pretty good. So. We have Is there time. a chance we'll be attacked? Why would you be attacked during a festival? Okay. That's all I wanted to know. I just wanted you to be careful because if you have too much fun, you won't get all your work done today. Oh. Why are you okay. so paranoid, Alexi? Yeah, you goose. It's like you think you're doomed or something. Okay. Yeah, it's not all like right. we woke up with... Uh... Terrible dreams or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Again, let's, let's, don't, let's check out the yeah. festival. Don't don't think about it. You just give her strength when you think about it. Don't don't even don't even mind it. Just push it out of your mind. Yeah, I could use a drink. Yeah, and Lutheria is paying for it. So Yeah. Well, she's not really paying for it, but she's sponsoring it. Alright. Let's let's go look for your fence and enjoy the wine festival. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Uh, all right. So you guys head out 
into uh, the city of Astoria. Let me toss you over onto that Astoria map real quick. There we go. Oh, you guys are so big. You're blocking the whole map. That's oh, fine. You're, you're kind of the stars of the show, so there we go. All right. Uh, yeah, so the festival itself, uh, where is that being held? Uh, it's kind of being held all throughout the city. The plays, however, are going to be held at the Amphitheater. So if you are interested in checking out one of those plays, uh, there's a really good one about um, Philippocles' dad. It's called Pythor and the Five Sisters. Okay. I would uh, like to see that, as well <laughs> as... Uh, I would also like to see the sacrifice that takes place. Okay. Uh, well, you are in luck, because... Um, Pythor and the Five Sisters is happening this afternoon. So you could check out the play and then just head on over to the Rock of Estor and watch them sacrifice something to Basilisks. That sounds like yeah. a good, good day. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty full day. All right. That sounds like a good idea. So fences in the marketplace. We'll check there. Check out any wine stands there as we head to the amphitheater. Okay. And then we continue to the rock. All right. Uh, the pleasant silence of the morning is broken just a bit uh, by just this long, wet fart. It sort of echoes and reverberates off the marble columns and walls of the palace. So mighty was this morning fart that you feel that no mortal could have made it. You hear lumbering don't. footsteps. Oh, what? Oh. what? No, no, no. Go ahead. Do you, oh, are you going to try to jump out the window and escape? Uh, you hear lumbering footsteps, barefoot, on the uh, marble tile, making its way into the dining room. Pythor looks around. Oh! You, you're still here! We were just leaving. Oh, my boy! My boy! And he kind of uh, comes, uh, puts his arms uh, wide. And in doing so, his, uh, his robe comes undone. And just everything's on display. Uh, a lot of hair. There's a lot of godhood. Uh, he just starts lumbering towards you, Philippocles. Yeah, Hypatia would just, uh, like, kind of collapse on, on, the, uh, on the table. Like, okay like head desk uh, you are a snake expert but pythor more like python am i right uh he comes <laughs> charging towards philippocles uh to crush him in a hug do you accept the hug from your father uh yeah reluctantly all right, all right. he says uh uh boy i was uh i'll admit i was eavesdropping a little bit i hear you're going to see a play i'd really like to go with you you know, catch up. We could catch up on old times. Um. So that sounds like an honor, Father. Uh, plan on uh, doing what we can uh, for Anora this afternoon. So you're so you're not going to a play? We're gonna stop by it. Yes. Oh, I could just meet you there. I'll make sure we have good seats. That sounds excellent, Father. Um, we'll see you there. 
Oh, all right. And he uh, he just pulls you into another crushing hug. Uh, and he just he just says, oh, my boy. Uh, we have to enjoy this time that we have together before she comes for you. Alexi <sighs> face palms. And then he sits down on the chair and he just starts shuffling food into his gob. Well, uh, we'll see you there, Father. Uh, we're gonna head out and uh, take in your marvelous city. Yeah, there's some kind of festival for some reason. Um, yeah, that's what. Do you do you need pocket money? Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, I think I'm all right. Um, oh, I, are you sure? Because I mean, you know, I wasn't there for you, you know, and I feel I feel bad, and you know, maybe maybe this will make my guilt not feel as bad if I give you some, some spending money for the festival. You can have a nice day at the festival. Uh, we've earned some some money. I think we're um, sir, sir. He, we're I think right. he's too polite to to take your money. Um, he, he's a bit shy <laughs> meeting please, you. The money, but please don't. Uh, Let's, uh... So he uh, he looks over at you and he takes his light blocking uh, goggles uh, and he tips them down on his bright red nose. All the blood vessels having burst from too much alcohol, and he gives you a drunken smile. Oh, I don't think I remember you, because I wouldn't uh, forget. She she completely avoids eye contact, gives a very very nervous smile, says, huh, "Uh, yeah, um, I I was here." That that can't be possible. I I definitely would have remembered a beautiful air nymph such as yourself gracing my palace with her presence. <laughs> uh. I, actually, I'm I'm human, but um, are you married? Uh, um, to uh, me, we must. I Alexi steps forward. <laughs> we must be going. Forward. Oh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, little man. Oh, okay. Uh, he looks past Alexi and he uh gives a wink to reset, and he's just uh, we'll we'll continue this conversation later. So, all right, I'm gonna go secure us some tickets. We'll see you there, Father. All right. He takes the plate of bacon and he waddles out of the room. I'll try to shield the uh, little guy's eyes from bacon. <laughs> nice save, All right. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. Did you. Do you not remember, Tellus? He is destined to be baked. Now, uh, let's get the hell out of here. All right. Well, you kids have a great time, uh, and I will meet you. Where do you want to meet after the play? Do you want to get some dinner after the play, or do you want to? You know, you probably need some time away from the grown-ups. So, how about I just meet you at the uh, I don't know sunset near the Rock of Esther? Okay. Yeah, that way I could check in on all my uh, all my Kyras and you know get my ten percent and all that jazz. You get that teeth checked. All right. See you then. Right. Okay. What's the plan, folks? I guess. Let's get out of uh... here. I I still smell. 
yeah. I can still smell the. <laughs> I feel like there's like a musk that hangs around Pythor. Pythor yeah. does smell like an eight-day-old nutsack. He does have that sort of smell about him. So oh, all the beer no. and the cheese. Yeah, the beer, the cheese, and the grease. Yeah. All right. So you guys head out into the city and you just take in. It's only like four mile per hour winds today, but you, it feels like a hurricane of fresh air as you exit the palace and you just <gasps> just take it all in. Okay. Uh, so it, truth be told, you guys did arrive very late last night. Um, most of the festivities had sort of died down uh, today. They are. Uh, they are in full swing, and uh, you can see that they are still hanging um, pennants and ribbons and streamers. Uh, and you notice that mixed in to the mostly human, um, elven, dwarven um, culture, uh, you see a lot more um, fae-like creatures than, uh, than you saw yesterday. So there are uh, nymphs. And there are a few centaurs here and there. Uh, you even spot one or two like cyclops uh, kind of making their way through the crowds. Um, yeah, so it's uh, minotaurs, the, you know, the, the spectrum. The spectrum is, is definitely being represented. Uh, you look to the skies, Anastasia, and you do see um, that there are a few uh, sirens and harpies sort of making their way uh, avoiding the crowded streets uh, making their way through the skies of the city alright so if your intention is just to get uh, day drunk it would be a very easy thing to do um, there are vine or wine vendors uh, like on every street corner um, and if you buy the souvenir drinking horn, uh, the refills are extremely cheap. Okay, yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right. Uh, so, uh, you kind of begin making your way through the city exploring uh, the sights and the sounds. Uh, most of the city is built of white and tan uh, marble uh, with beautiful red um, brick tile roofs. Um, so it has, a, it has a very nice, clean look to it. Um, despite the condition of its leader, uh, the city itself is in pretty good shape. Uh, you do notice here and there that there are some rock falls, there are some damaged uh, buildings and structures from the recent earthquake, um, but uh, civic servants uh, and slaves are uh, kind of cleaning that stuff up and keeping it from um, impeding like foot traffic on the uh, on the roads and stuff. Um, as we are making our way down the street, I like to keep my eye out for any um, food vendors or or game stalls. That's that might be happening. Uh, yeah, totally. Um, so there is a number of places where you can test your skill, um, and there are people that are playing uh, a very popular game. I believe it's called Twenty Squares, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, a game of 20 squares. Um, that is sort of the Gwent of Thylea. 
Um, rumored to be uh, one of the favored games of the gods themselves. Uh-oh. Side quest time. Okay. Oh, um, uh, yeah, there are. There's like archery booth. Um, there's like basically reflex games where you can like you know can you move your hand before it gets uh, slapped kind of thing. Um, test of skill of like throwing feats of strength. Can you lift this elephant? You know that kind of stuff. Oh, which yeah. one has the biggest crowd around it? Oh, the biggest crowd. Um, the biggest crowd, unfortunately, does seem to be a makeshift dunking booth. Uh, they have a dunking booth set up uh, where you can dunk um, basically an incredibly obese man who you think is supposed to represent Pythor. It seems, it seems openly disrespectful. Uh, the booth is run uh, by some very gorgeous uh, nymphs. Uh, both male and female uh, and their lilting laughter kind of puts the citizens at ease that this is okay because it's a festival kind of thing yeah I think after the morning um, interaction Reset might actually um, look <laughs> at that smile and uh, go up to it and be like oh this looks like fun all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those uh, step right up, step right up situations. Um, like the the price to play these games is negligible, so we're not going to fuss over you know um, small change essentially. Uh, more more like the people are competing in these events simply to prove that they can do it, uh, less to win like stuffed prizes and things like that. Uh, so as you kind of. Uh, sidle up to the the booth uh you see fat pythor um or mall pythor because it's like you know not the real pythor um just in there uh just kind of grabbing its man titties and flopping them around and uh just kind of singing drinking songs uh he sees you step up and he says uh, uh oh i'm a king and i can't i can see from here uh that that twig of a woman ain't gonna be able to sink uh, this battleship. Uh, and the crowd kind of uh, chuckles uh, nervously at the uh, at the sentiments. <gasps> How? What do I do? Uh, yeah. So the lovely nymph who's running the booth, uh, gorgeous uh, beyond, I guess, comprehension uh, by mortals. Uh, but uh, she just kind of smiles broadly at you. And she says, uh, you just take these uh, weighted leather balls and you throw them at that target over there. And if you can hit the target as a bullseye, uh, you will sink the great king beneath the waves like the once mighty Ultros of legend. All right. Uh, how many balls do I get? Three. Uh, yep. She hands you three balls for money. All right. Uh, yeah. I give her like a couple coppers for it. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, okay. Drachma. What was Lipton? What's it called? Well, yeah. I don't. What's what's the coppers called? Uh, they don't fuck around with copper. So you've got Drachma, uh, Drachma, oh, right. and uh, you got Lepta. 
So I, I give like one. Maybe like a couple of left to the play. I mean, honestly, right. again, I not nickel and dime in this campaign. So okay. So I'm going to step up to the line, mm-hmm. and uh, so would this be a ranged attack? Yes, these are these are thrown weapons. Sweet. So with three balls, what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to throw one, and then I'm going to flurry of blows. So I throw all three like super fast. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, fair enough. This is a pretty easy game. Uh, a bullseye uh, can be achieved quite easily. You just need a 15 or higher. Keeping in mind that a commoner has a plus zero to everything. So they, they kind of build these games around commoners. I, I hit two of them. Oh, all right. Uh, oh, yeah, that's... so both. Yeah, sorry. Wow. You hit one of them critically. Um, you hit all three. Uh, sorry, two of them hit. And the third one misses because you've already hit the bullseye and knocked it out of the way uh, with the first two balls. Uh, all at once, you hear a loud gong sound, and uh, Fat Pythor is dropped into uh, the wooden tub, uh, and a huge cannonball of water goes everywhere, uh, much to the amusement of the gathered crowd. Um, yes. Uh, they ask for your drinking horn, and they refill it for free um, for uh, your your efforts. And the nymph, uh, she motions to all the nymphs assembled, and she says, "A kiss to the victor." Um. Sure. Okay. Uh, and the nymphs descend upon you uh, with uh, friendly kisses, uh, and you are encouraged to pour out a small libation to Lutheria and uh, drink and celebrate because the titans are good and wise and kind. Yeah, she'll she'll follow the whatever it is that they want. Sure, sure. And I think the closeness of the nymphs is going to make her feel somewhat warm, like a sort of a familiar sensation. But she doesn't know exactly what it is. All right. Uh, so, uh, the rest of you, uh, do you kind of watch and cheer on your ally, or do you have other things that you are interested in? I feel like Hypatia would be wandering around looking for weird things, oddities, like some weird spell components, or some books, or like a library. Or just something that, like, she hasn't seen before, and she can investigate further. Okay, sounds good. And and definitely, it's like a she needs a leash. Mm-hmm. So may, may or may not stay with the others, depending on what catches her eye. All right. Um, as you sort of explore, um, you do come across uh, a very enticing shop. Uh, the shop shows a magic lamp on it, on the, uh, the sign, and the lamp has three diamonds, uh, shining on it. And the diamonds themselves actually do shine as if enchanted with their own light spell. Uh, the sign reads in the common tongue of Thylea, uh, the third wish... It is a medium-sized shop of uh, stone 
that is abundant with plants and flowers. Uh, it is absolutely beautiful and immaculately kept. Uh, you can smell the magical incense that is used to summon familiars wafting from within. Mm. Well, I would definitely uh, go in and explore, kind of take stock of all the uh, things they might have, pick up any materials that I would be short on, um, and of course be on the lookout for anything especially special. Okay. Uh, you have discovered the magic shop of Astoria. So I will pin that to the Discord channel, Treasure Channel. Okay. All right. Uh, as you go in, uh, you do see that the shop is run uh, by a centaur wizard. Hmm. Oh. Um, yeah. I would... Uh... Greet. Well, actually, you know what? I probably wouldn't greet her. I'd probably just immediately start looking at things and touching things. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Um, your hackles slash snakes might rise a little bit because a Mephit uh, does approach you. Um, the Mephit is of the steam variety. Uh, and you remember, maybe not fondly, your last encounter with steam Mephits. Uh this one uh, approaches you and says, uh, Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, can I help you with anything today? I'm, uh, I, I jump away at first. <clears throat> and then as it, as it seems to be a little friendly, I'd cautiously look closer and look closer. Like, like inappropriately close, like definitely <clears throat> staring. Okay. And, it kind uh, of, it kind of looks down at itself confused. I'm na I'm naked. Is that all right? What? Oh. Is that what you're worried about? No, I just. How does it? I mean, at this point, I would look around. Mm-hmm. And uh, seeing the proprietor of the shop. Yeah, she would, she wa she waves at you. I would say, is it? Is it friendly? How do you? How does it work? How do you control it? Like and like super looking around oh. like trying to find an off button uh yeah no um she kind of motions at the uh Mifit and it goes to assist other customers and then she approaches you uh herself and um she's taller than you cause centaur um and you realize now that maybe that's why the interior of the shop has such high ceilings and it's so open and everything um, as she approaches you, uh, she has a warm smile on her face, and she takes in your general measure. Um, have you made any attempt to hide your wizrobe nature? Um, no. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, definitely hiding the Medusa nature, but not the wizard nature. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, she introduces herself to you as uh, Parthala uh, and explains that this is uh, this is her shop. Um, she kind of motions uh, to the beautiful like indoor gardens that uh, are just sort of mixed in uh, with shelves and um, I don't know, like 
display cases, I suppose, for the more expensive mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, yeah. And you do see that there are a number of small elementals and fey creatures that sort of work in the shop, keep it clean, and keep it organized. Hmm. Uh, she um, looks at your accoutrements and she says, uh, Ah, a fellow practitioner of the arts. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, I... Uh, although I haven't... Uh, I haven't spent much time at at large in the uh, in the kingdoms that uh, this is such a fantastic little shop you have I've uh, I've spent all my time at the uh, at the academy and it's uh, it's very different there it's uh, it's very uh, well it's less exuberant I guess ah the flowers well, are lovely thank you I couldn't bear to leave all of the Fae behind, so even though my heart cried out for the arcane, I uh, once I had the means, I brought as many plants and uh, animals and creatures as I could from the old wood uh, to live here with me in my shop. Well, it's, it's very nice, it's very different. Um, if you are uh, a practicing wizard, um, I do have a, a number of spell scrolls in stock um, if you're mm -hmm. looking to expand your um, collection. I, Here, I can, uh, I can show you. I would eagerly follow her over. All right. Uh, so you're going to check out uh, what she has available. Um, mm -hmm. She also does special orders. Um, she is the magic item broker for the city. So if there are magic items that you are looking for, this is the lady that can hook you up with that stuff. Okay, okay. All right. So while Hypatia is doing that, uh, what are other people up to? Were you gonna find you gonna find Linus? Was that the plan? Yeah, I think that's what I'm gonna do. For sure, okay. I don't know if anyone would come with me, but yeah. I would definitely go and seek that out. Elle's just gonna stick with Alexi. Not really okay. interested in the festival at all. Uh, it's actually kind of bringing down his spirits. Uh, he's just gonna kind of like mope around and follow Alexi. Okay, fair enough. It's got you down. I mean, uh, this is a festival to celebrate the sacrifice of my sister. Um, the man I've looked uh, looked up to and forward to meeting my whole life is a drunken mess. Uh, Alexi mentally uh, face palms himself. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just asked that. I accidentally murdered you uh, this morning, uh, and I had terrible nightmares. And uh, don't let him touch any cheesy fuck. potatoes. He, yeah, he winces. It's a gateway Alexi, drug for sure. <laughs> Alexi tries to stifle himself wincing at every bullet point that Philippocles <laughs> mentions. Um, ah, I see. Well, we are going to see if we can remedy some of those, huh? Aren't we? Yeah. Let's, let's go meet this man of yours. Uh. Well, Alright, uh, so you follow the slightly vague instructions that you were given and uh, you go to the cracked bowl you say the secret words uh, and a man comes out of the back room and he looks at you appraisingly um, who, who exactly are you? 
that you know the value of a hippogriff. <clears throat> I will introduce myself as uh, Alexi. I am. I'm actually a little confused because I thought that he may have heard of us, the chosen. <clears throat> so, I guess I'll sort of uh, mention that I received contact of him through uh, <laughs> a bandit who left their ways. Oh, I have heard I the won't... tales already of who you are. I asked, who did you think you are? I or think I'm I? someone... Oh. Hmm. I think I'm someone who can come in here and maybe see uh, what you have to offer. Hmm. All right, then. Uh, he begins to speak with you in Thieves' Cants uh, about uh, the weather... Uh, fishing conditions in the river, uh, the price of shoeing a centaur on a th on a Thursday, you know that yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in that conversation, he does explain to you his rates. Um, it's a very busy time in the city, but he can accommodate uh, the chosen of the uh, of the oracle. Uh, he likes the idea of starting a fruitful business uh, partnership uh, with you and your allies and hopes that he can assist you as time goes on uh, with any needs you have to get rid of uh, illicit goods or acquire them. Uh, he also wants to know if you have any uh, drug or alcohol addictions he could help you with because he knows people. Help us enable them, you mean? Well... I mean, this is a businessman just trying to do business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, at the, business, at the business, business factory. Yep. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but essentially, the rates that we had already discussed, um, that because of the nature of the goods, like he can give you, um, for goods that would get you in trouble to sell normally, he mm -hmm. will purchase at 25% of the listed cost. Gotcha. Uh, rather than an upstanding merchant who would purchase it for 50% of the uh, of the cost. Yeah. Uh, but he also can serve as a vendor for uh, poisons and other illegal goods like that. What sort of poisons are we talking about? Wow, at your current level, um, I will certainly... <laughs> yeah, I would certainly say the, the cheap stuff. Uh, okay, sure. not a poison yeah. of God killing. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, not even like wyvern poison. Like we're gotcha. talking like the real cheap stuff. Um, okay. But if you were interested, like for example, at your level, you might use him to purchase a poisoner's toolkit. Might be a good start. Um, yeah. Kind of deal. Yeah. So you're saying the eventual goal will be something that. like Heinz blood? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. This is this is this could be your guy. This could be your guy if you if you level him up, basically. Yeah. How much could I uh, get a poisoner's kit at for? I believe a poisoner's kit runs, I want to say, 50 gold. Done. All right. And you can use a poisoner's kit to gather poison from defeated enemies using the harvesting rules. Yeah. Done. Absolutely. All right. Sweet. Um, uh, this guy also sells thieves tools, replacement thieves tools, all that jazz. Uh, he even sells rigged um, games of 20 squares. So if you 
are looking to cheat at Game of 20 Squares. Um, this is where you could get, uh, and also rigged dice. You know, just basically bad kid yeah. stuff. This is your bad yeah. kid stuff dealer. Yeah. Um, not so much for the dice, poisoner, or any of the game stuff, but um, I would ask him if he has uh, any contacts who might be able to get information. Or if he himself would be able to give information specifically about the basilisks. Ah, you want to know about the basilisks? Uh, I could get this information for you. Uh, how much time do you need? Or how much time do I have? If I recall, it's what, nine days, you said? Uh, yeah, right? I mean, it's going to happen in nine days, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they generally yeah. feed these basilisks something at, the, at that rock every night. Yeah. I ideally within seven, eight days, I would need it. I'm willing to pay mm. for the information. Is this one of those, the faster the information, uh, the more money I can ask for? Well, how much, uh, how, if I were to like gauge what kind of payment this guy would be looking for, what are we talking? Um, for something like or? a something like a basilisk, um, you could probably assume that like easy to find out information, you'd you'd give them like five gold tops. Um, yeah. More uncommon knowledge might go into like the fifteen to twenty-five zone. Uh, like rare and unusual knowledge might cost you fifty gold and up, or drachma and up. And then um, if he if he were able to drop some amazing thing like. If a basilisk smells a rose petal in spring when there's still snow on the ground, it dies instantly. I mean, that's pretty valuable information. Um, um, yeah, I'm offering a hundred gold oh, to wow. get me all of the above, and where the basilisks near here live. All right, he nods at you sagely and the says, sooner, uh, "Extra twenty gold if it's within five days." Oh, it will be. Do not worry. I have a question. So, how much sound? So, does it sound <laughs> like they're just talking about the weather, like this whole time, or like have they broken the can? Because I am. There. Uh, generally, thieves don't like to break thieves' can if they don't have to. Yeah. Um, yeah. He just assumes that you're like you know hired muscle. Well, I mean, he knows who you are, but he assumes that you know based on the fact that this guy whooped your ass in that fight at what that one time that you're like you know his his bodyguard now. Because um, I, I, I just, I have some, uh, some hag blood and hag hair I need to sell, and I don't know, uh, this is the oh, guy. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah, I would offer to see if that's something, well, no, no, probably not him, probably not him, no. Yeah, no, he huh? wouldn't sell it to this guy. That would probably be more like a magic shop type yeah. deal. Okay. Yeah, that's not something that we need to contraband sell. All right, but you guys are establishing this contact over here. Uh, Talus, are you up to anything in particular during this festival? Um, Talus will be looking for some armor, possibly. Okay, yeah, there's plenty of places to purchase equipment. This is a, this is a big city. So anything that is like basic um, equipment from the player's handbook uh, is available here, including elephants. That's the first time I've ever got to say that. Nice. Yeah. I even have an elephant ready to go if anybody buys an elephant. 
I don't I don't suggest you do, but How I was much so excited. Does that cost? <laughs> I think the player's handbook listed a couple of hundred gold, right, for an oh, elephant? Gotcha. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, I remember seeing that somewhere. Look at how cute! Oh my god. That's All a right. grown elephant. Yeah. Yeah, that would no sell baby, you baby elephants. You want a baby elephant? <laughs> I mean, I want my Pokemon. Well, yeah, <laughs> we need we need like two more. Yeah. <laughs> So you're you trying to buy like a like a baby heffalump sort of thing? Maybe. I'll I mean, not anymore. I'm already I'm already using all my gold on something. Oh, okay, fair enough. But I need to do any. I don't pay him up front, right? Or half up front or anything like that, right? Yeah, I mean, I think if you paid him some money, uh, but he knows that you're gilded essentially, right? Because you're you know honor among thieves. Plus, they know exactly who you are. There's true. You have no anonymity in this campaign. True. Yeah. And essentially, as heroes of the of the land, like if you made a deal with this guy and you went back on it, you didn't make an oath to pay him, but it would look super bad on you and everybody else. So yeah, fair. Uh, um, so the, okay. the guy's com- yeah, the guy's confident that you'll you'll pay him when he brings you the information. Fair. Okay. Talos also wanted to keep an eye out for any Amazons he recognized. Or- oh yeah, yeah. Uh, there's definitely Amazons in town. Uh, because, uh, you know, they like to travel. Uh, often, uh, an Amazon will find an adorable blonde bard to travel with, and then they'll go on incredible adventures together. Um, <laughs> yeah. See if they I call, recognize any, uh, they st- call it the, uh, the path of the, of the Xena-ing. Um, it's like a coming-of-age ritual amongst their people. So you would be surprised just how many blonde bards there are, but they do sell hair dye. So not all bards are blonde, but it's kind of the trend. So uh, I'll see if I recognize any stim fair or anything like that. As oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Giveaway. Uh, so let's see. Yeah, you kind of keep your eyes in the sky, uh, looking around to see if there's any uh, other stim or Amazons in the area. Um, I would say eventually you would probably catch sight of uh, of some Amazons. Uh, let's see. So yeah, there's uh, there's a few Amazons kind of taking in the sights of the city, uh, just sort of uh, explaining to each other, you know, like so this is the world of men, etc., etc., etc. Uh, you know, they point at Fat Pythor in the dunking booth and all shake their heads like, this is what straight people get into, kind of deal. So, uh, they look over at you and they see you, uh, they, they, they kind of take your measure and there is a look of recognition. Uh, their faces sort of brighten and, uh, the three Amazons, uh, rush up to, to greet you and the three Stimfei that were flying about uh, kind of come to land on shoulders and arms uh, to meet with your Stimfei. And you guys kind of catch up a little bit. You'll just try to see what the, they've been up to, see if there's been interesting new creatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so they uh, these three uh, sort of left around the same time that you did. Um, so they're actually uh, very happy for you because they've already heard the story. There was a there was a some you know crappy bard uh, by the name of Kyra singing a terrible song uh, about how you like chopped a guy's head off with your chakram, uh, and that that made them very proud because that's like signature weapon kind of deal. So they want you to sort of t- retell the tale in your own words of, of how it went went on, and they they walk and talk with you um, for a while. 
and I'll introduce them to the uh, little boar. And yeah, I mean they they they're all about it. They're all about it. So they, yeah, they they see this uh, Chiros, uh, the the piglet of legend, and just like in the story, and it's like they're meeting a celebrity. Uh, they take turns holding him and passing him around, and it's like a very pampered pug puppy. Uh, he's just enjoying every moment of it. They're feeding him like. Uh, you know, whatever fair food they can get their hands on, like he's a tiny garbage disposal. Uh, it's amazing. Pigs are tiny garbage disposals. That fair. is a fact. Fair. So then the only question is essentially is trying to get any lay of um, any beasts they know in the area, especially any mentions of uh, basilisks, knowing that I might have to go up against one. Oh, I mean, if you if you just want to ask them what they know about basilisks, they could. Oh yeah. Pro- yeah, they probably just uh, do their own little check real quick. Let's see. Um, see if any of them had encountered any in their travels between the three of them uh, they know the following uh, the basilisks of Thylea are large creatures uh, they are semi-aquatic uh, liking um, damp cavernous uh, layers and they always stay near bodies of water like rivers, ponds, and lakes there are coastal varieties um and they are often found on islands uh, because these things are so tough and indomitable that they will sort of get lost while swimming and just swim to a new island and just be like, I guess I live here now. Um, that being said, they're not overly bright. Uh, they're little more than beasts, despite being monstrosities. Uh, they do have the ability uh, to deliver a powerful venomous bite and also turn their prey to stone. Their saliva can turn uh, fl- uh, stone that was flesh back into flesh so that they can eat it. So that's that's the information that they kind of drop on you. Okay. And then they kind of uh, joke with you and say, um, uh, do you think that uh, you will be Okay, uh, since you are not made of flesh, it'll be an interesting experience. Uh, we we will wait to hear more songs of your great deeds. You continue to make us proud. Thank you. I okay. wish you well in your travel, sisters. Okay. Uh, anyone else? Uh, Anastasia, did you have anything you wanted to do at the festival? Probably not at the, the festival specifically. I, I did want to uh, deliver the package that I had gotten from. Oh Akala. yeah, totally. All right, so uh, you make the final uh, delivery of Atala's uh, package, and the uh, the person who receives it, uh, kind of you know COD style, uh, pays you for your efforts. Uh, mm-hmm. So you do get uh, two whole drachmae for your uh for your delivery nice and uh you can tell that they're like appraising you really hard as they take the package from you and sort of look you over Hmm. is it true are you truly the one who killed the great boar by summoning down the god's fire Uh, 
I suppose. I don't really remember what happened after that. Uh, people in the shop all begin to kind of turn and they kind of whisper amongst themselves and sort of point in your general direction. So you don't remember defeating the boar, uh, the great boar of legend? Happened very fast. All right. Yeah, they seem a little. Yeah, she probably yeah, they, up they, out of there. they seem a little disappointed. Uh, like they were expecting, like I don't know, more. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, one of the people, like in the in the shop, kind of uh, pipes up. Can you tell us what happened? Yeah. Um... I mean, we've heard the song and the story, but to hear it firsthand would be uh, a real treat. Okay. Yeah, I think she'll she'll if they um. Hmm. We're, we're, like, is this like in the middle of the street? Is this like in a? In a, in a... Uh, no, you delivered it to a uh, a shop. It is sort of a uh, fancy pottery shop uh, type thing, and there are people sort of making their way to and from, browsing that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, once the whispering and murmuring starts up, that that this uh, this siren uh, like basically uh, one shotted uh, the boar of legend. Uh, people are kind of gathering around. Well, I so yeah, she'll so this what she'll do. She'll she'll find a chair. She'll pull out her lute and just with like a soft um, or not a lute. Sorry, my lyre. Um, and she'll kind of she'll recount what she remembers. Okay. To the point. Uh, where, so yeah. Go ahead and give me a performance check. Okay. Yeah. Even with uh, death curse penalties and exhaustion. Uh, you dig deep and kind of summon uh, the the fortitude that is necessary uh, to put on a very good performance. Uh, when you are done with the tale, um, the uh, the patrons of the establishment are very very happy, and because you so entertained and made uh, her customers happy, uh, the shopkeeper uh, basically forces upon you uh, a small. Um, basically like drinking flask uh, made of like fine porcelain. Thank you. And then she... If anyone asks where you got it, you know what to tell them. What, what do I tell them? <laughs> uh, I suppose you would tell them that you got it from uh, Patarius's uh, pots. Okay. Excellent. I did. I did. I didn't remember the, the name. Or your favorite pottery shop in Astoria. Ah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I assume that your individual activities sort of burn through the day, and as the time for the play comes, are you gonna leave Daddy Pythor hanging, or are you guys uh, actually no, gonna go to the play? I, I was gonna go. I okay. Was... I am 100% not going. Wow. Um, yeah, like it, like if there is a local library, um, mm -hmm. I'm definitely going there. Well, I mean, Astoria is not, you know, not the city of nerds, uh, mm. but 
Uh, no, no, no. Um, <laughs> I would assume that there's there's got to be some place for for nerds to go. Um, it's definitely not Mitros, but you know this. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Um, you could you could pr probably find a nice quiet cafe to read at, or the, a bookstore. There's got to be at least yeah. a bookstore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See. All right. Fair enough. Uh, they have pub quiz. You're pretty smart. You want to spend the afternoon <laughs> doing a pub quiz? Sure. Okay. I'm trying to think of what a city of jocks would have for an intellectual to do. Pub quiz seems like the best the best bet there. So. Well, primarily what I would do is, is look for <laughs> books on that. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh. All right. Uh, so I will we'll check on your investigate after we get done with this crazy combat. I mean, uh, this play that we're all going to go to. So let me drag you guys over to the Astoria Amphitheater. Like, I feel like this play, like, Hypatia's probably already seen it, so. <laughs> and, and she would probably, like, snootily let everyone know that she's already seen it, and probably with the original cast. Well, <laughs> whoever... Wow, that sounds like some Hamilton stuff right there. Uh, so, whoever is attending this, go ahead and drag your minis out and uh, you know join the join the festivities here. Uh, I have learned my lesson after filling an uh, an opera house with the correct number of tokens that that was a bad <laughs> idea. So there is a smattering of tokens here that can represent uh, that there are many crowds here, but um, I did not. I yeah, it's not good to put like 500 tokens into roll 20 so um wherever pythor is sitting i need to be as far like like far all right so there's this uh beautiful woman she's uh she definitely looks like she just stole pythor's money um and was captured on camera for her miniature uh she uh is looking around actively and she sees uh, Philippocles, and she gives uh, Pythor a hearty shake, and she says, "Oh, there he is! There he is!" Uh, and Pythor stands up. Uh, he has changed into his recreational toga, uh, and it he actually looks like he cleaned up a little bit. Actually, looks like he cleaned up a bit. Uh, and he looks over, and his face just cracks to a huge smile. Uh, he has like a whalebone-sized uh, drinking horn and uh in each hand so he can't like clasp you on the back uh but he does awkwardly throw his arms around you give you a hug uh and he says uh oh, there you are boy i uh i got us great seats great seats i didn't want to sit too far up front because you know you can't see as well this, this is a good spot this is a good spot excellent uh looks good uh and i'll just uh take a seat wherever he motions to and yeah, i would yeah, just yeah. pull alexi close like you're in this with me like <laughs> <laughs> all right and he says uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, F fanny here's been helping me keep uh, keep a lookout uh and she kind of says uh fasma and he's just like yeah 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 f whatever uh but now you're here look at this look at this i have a picnic blanket laid out uh, so that you're uh, you don't have to sit on the hard stone 
Uh, and you do look around. The place is kind of damaged a little bit, um, which uh, more than likely is a result of the recent earthquake that happened. Uh, up on the stage, uh, you see a very extravagant man sort of going about the business of preparing the stage for the performance. Uh, Reset, it looks like you strategically placed yourself uh, in a place where Pythor can't see you. Is that a mistake, or do you do you not know where Pythor is? He's over here. If you want no, to. No, no, yeah, yeah. I, I, I specifically want to sit here. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, those of you who are not in attendance, can you see um, what's going on, or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, gosh, Anastasia, are you are you not coming to the? To the theater? Uh, I don't know. Well, you got to make a decision now. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm just wandering around. Okay, fair enough. All right. So, um, Pythor makes small talk with you. Wants to know if uh, if you ate lunch, uh, if you if you had anything good to eat, um, if there were any cheesy potatoes, because he couldn't find any cheesy potato vendors uh, on his way over. Apparently, there's a shortage of cheesy potatoes in Astoria right now. Uh, gods only know why. Uh, and the mall. Yes, he did. Um. Yeah. So he's just sort of making small talk with everyone. Right. Uh, you see that despite being a king and a god, uh, he has not demanded a special seat. Uh, he is sitting in the same audience area as everybody else. And the other people of the city, uh, a lot of them, uh, I'll be honest, I don't think they recognize him. Um, and those that do don't, don't seem all that interested in talking to him. Not surprised. All right. <laughs> Uh, and so, uh... I want to ask him if he wants to hold the piglet of legend. Uh, he kind of, like, awkwardly tries to find a place to set his drinks down, uh, and, uh, just sort of hands them to Fanny, and then, uh, he takes the pig, and the pig just starts burying itself into his beard, uh, to eat all the everything (laughs) that is in there yeah Yeah. it's just yeah it's like a little vacuum cleaner it's just a beard vacuum just going (laughs) going to town in there we'll have him looking good and good as new in no time (laughs) (laughs) Uh, beautiful please uh sends you a nod of thanks all right uh eventually a loud ominous horn is blown and everyone's attention is drawn to the stage. Uh, The man steps forward and he looks out at the crowd and he says, uh, Behold, mortals, a tale of hubris. You are about to witness true history told through theater endorsed by none other than Lutheria herself. And as he says the words, uh, many people tip just a little bit of their beverage out. Uh, He kind of messes with his, like, golden stash, uh, which is just, like, 
gold dust mixed into his mustache. Um, and he kind of curls the, the stash a little bit to make sure that it's looking extra fine. Uh, and he says, uh, I felt that this play in particular would be the best way to start our celebration. Our ten days of celebration for the Titans and their great wisdom and kindness. Lo, you will learn today the true face of your God King. For I, Tassos, am proud to present one of my greatest works of true historical drama, Pythor and the Five Sisters. And he sort of uh, dips his head and then slowly uh, backs away. Uh, you see that he is using a wand of thaumaturgy uh, to make sure that his uh, voice can be heard uh, far and wide. Or it's just a wand and he has thaumaturgy because he's a priest. Who knows? Um, so, out of the uh, backstage area, which is kind of dope because it's built into like a rocky hillside, um, you see a tiny halfling come out. The halfling seems to be dressed like Pythor. The halfling comes waddling to the middle of the stage and uh, holding a similar stick to its throat. It says, uh, Behold, peasants, it is I, the god king Pythor of oh, Warriors. It's one of those plays where they replace everybody with little people. And he, like, flexes. There's no battle that I could lose, for I am a god, and so great and powerful. And he starts kind of kissing his own muscles. Um, Philippocles, you kind of look past Fanny uh, to your to your father to gauge his reaction, and he's, like, laughing his ass off. He's just, he's just stuffing fried olive nuggets into his mouth and drinking from his uh, his whalebone and just having a, a great time. So, okay. okay. Yeah, I'll be, like, trying to gauge his reaction the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he says, uh, of, my, of the five gods, I am by far the manliest and the strongest. As I have said, there is no foe that can defeat me in battle. Uh, from the cavernous entrance to the backstage area, you hear a loud, ominous roar. If you didn't know any better, you would say they have a real dragon back there. Uh, Mini Pythor, uh, he reaches for his weapons. Uh, in this, uh, in this instance, uh, he has an oversized hammer. Uh, the hammer is comically like three sizes larger than him. Uh, and he kind of pulls it out, uh, almost seemingly out of nowhere. The weight of it makes him fall over. Uh, he struggles to pick it back up as uh, an ominous cloud of green smoke comes out of the, uh, the cavern entrance. And then you see a mighty green dragon walk onto the stage. That's great. Uh, oh. Mini, Pi Mini Pythor fights to his feet 
and uh, he says, Oh, a fearsome dragon! Well, you face an immortal god, dragon. Nothing you do can save you now. And uh, he uh, kind of raises his, his hammer high and starts teetering back and forth under the uh, unbalanced weight of it. Uh, the dragon uh, opens its mouth and you see all this like purple or, or, and green clouds kind of come out. Uh, and they kind of waft over Pythor. And he's like, nothing can hurt me. I am invincible. And the, ch the crowd kind of chuckles and claps and things like that. Uh, then the dragon lowers its head and rushes him uh, and headbutts him. Uh, he kind of does like a tumbling roll and then pops back onto his feet with like a little somersault and says, Ha ha! Like I said, I am a god of war. A fell beast such as yourself could never defeat me. Then the dragon, almost comically and exaggeratedly, raises a hand in a thinking gesture, kind of like sits down and does like a thinking uh, pose and then raises a clause if it has an idea. The dragon turns around and shakes its butt at Pythor in a seductive manner. Pythor drops to his knees. His hammer falls from his hands. The dragon continues to shake its tail it rhythmically and you see mini pythor kind of crawl across the stage he grabs the tail and then he begins humping it like a tiny chihuahua there is a lot of laughter uh you look over at your father and he's kind of wiping a tear away from his eyes like it's pretty good stuff it's pretty good stuff um the dragon picks him up and carries him uh, back into the cavern and you see pink uh, smoke kind of billow out and uh, you hear like happy chimes uh, and then you hear saucy sounds as if there's some interspecies lovemaking going on. Alright. Um the Tessos fellow comes out and says, uh, and then time passed. And he sort of walks to the other side of the stage. Uh, and you see Pythor kind of come out and he looks like tired, haggard. Um, and he keeps looking back at the cave. Uh, he, he looks around and he says, uh, I'm the god of battle, but I lost the ultimate battle. The battle of the heart. I'm a prisoner here. My heart shackled. I must find a way to free myself. Hmm. Perhaps if I gave myself five great challenges, each more daring than the last, then I could win my heart's freedom. There is a roaring sound from the cave, and uh, Pythor kind of jumps uh, exaggeratedly and uh, rushes off the stage. Uh, stage left. I guess the stage right, if you're facing it. I don't know. So, then a woman comes out. Uh, the woman is quite lovely. And uh, 
Pythor comes sauntering up to her. And I'll spare you, but basically he pulls like a full-on Ron Jeremy and he smooths her, uh, you know, smooths things over and uh, talks talks mad game. And the next thing you know, they are uh, rigorously having exaggerated uh, sex in the middle of the stage. They're not actually having sex. They're professionals. But, you know, like, it's it's pretty fun. Uh However, mid-coitus, uh, the dragon, with a mighty roar and a bellow of smoke, comes rushing out of the cave, uh, punches the woman in the back of the head, donkey punch style, uh, throws her over its shoulder, and then runs uh, away. Pythor falls to his knees and begins uh, to beat his tiny fists against the ground. I am bested again! And uh, this plays out over and over again. Uh, each woman uh, that he meets, uh, he falls in love with. They fall in love with him. Uh, but ultimately, the dragon comes out, beats the woman up, and runs away with the woman, leaving Pythor more and more sad as time goes on. Uh, eventually... Pythor has an idea. Yeah, I have an idea. What if I just had uh, relations with, I don't know, less attractive women? Then my sweet wife wouldn't be so upset with me. Uh, so, you know, he, he goes for less attractive ladies. Uh, same results. He then decides, what if I tried older ladies, maybe? And does the deed. Alas, it didn't matter. The dragon took each and every one. Finally. Uh, oh, yeah, there was the other one. Uh, finally, he confronted the dragon. And he said, uh, Hexia, why do you do this to me? True, at one time, I felt great love for you, but now I must move on. I am a god of mortal men, and you, a hideous beast. You must let me live my life. What we shared was unnatural, and it's over. The dragon turns to the crowd. The crowd holds their breath. The dragon breathes poisonous gas all over uh, Mini, Mini Pythor. Uh, she punches him. She kicks him. She picks him up. She throws him against this pillar. It looks like it hurt. He bounces off. He lands on the ground. And she rushes away. Mini Pythor watches her go, and he says, in a low whisper, but audible because of thaumaturgy, Hexia. You look over, uh, and Pythor is not laughing anymore. Uh, Pythor has crushed his whalebone uh, drinking horn uh, to pulp, and has discarded the rest of his basket of fried olive nuggets. 
he stands, his jaw set firmly, and you see him reaching for weapons that he did not bring as he stares down at the stage. Uh, you can see the priest Tassos uh, kind of move into the stage as uh, the actor kind of goes, and he says, uh, and he says, sort of the closing credits here of like, uh, and so ends a tragic tale of love and loss and foolish choices. No mortals that even your gods are not immune to the dangers that lie within your hearts. And he kind of takes a bow. And as he does, uh, you could just, you just see a, a spark, Philippocles, of what was your father, kind of like, in the eyes behind the light shielding goggles uh, on your, your father's face. And you just see the muscles beneath the thick slabs of fat just clenched up in a fury. Uh, people cheer. They throw, you know, flowers and uh, streamers and bread. Uh, some throw lepta. A few throw drachme. Uh, and they all sort of discuss the amazing special effects and, you know, can you believe those plot twists and all that kind of stuff as they sort of head out. Seeing how upset it's made, uh, Python, can I pick up a rock and throw it at the priest? Woof. I mean, uh, it's Dodge the Dragons. You certainly do whatever That's you That's what like. I would like to. Okay. As yeah, you... no, I would, I would try to stop him. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> That's... All right, you, your your allies, humans from human lands, uh, natives to this place, uh, they kind of like, kind of, kind of grab you, like as if to say, we don't do that here, sort of thing. Um, oh. Yeah, and Pythor looks over at you, uh, and he says. Uh, Dallas, I appreciate the sentiment, but these are trying times. These are guests in our city. And technically, nothing that was said today was untrue. <clears throat> That's heavy. I'm sorry, son. I, I'm going to need to take a walk. And he just sort of like you know, like shoulders Fanny out of the way, and uh, at the same time grabs his uh, money pouch back and uh, from her, and just kind of heads. Out yeah, Phil kind of like follows him. He's like, "I'll walk with you." Oh, damn. Okay. Uh, yeah, he uh, he turns and says, um, "And as you catch up, you see that these aren't the fat alligator tears that he was crying like last night. He has like real." salty man tears that he's trying very hard uh, to keep in his eye area. Uh, and as you approach, he quickly kind of wipes them away and you see like a little bit of snot gets sucked back up. And he says, uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry that you have to see me like this and that you, that you came all this way. And 
And they, this is what you came and found. It was not what I expected. Um, so it's all true? Is what that dragon did? <sighs> what? Yeah. What she did and what she kept doing. Your, your mother, Ophia. She was also taken. And I will make her pay for what she's done to her and what she's done to you. feeling you will first we must uh, I must save Anora from her fate then I will seek out this Hexia he turns to you and he said uh, I'm glad that the fates saw fit to spare you and, and deliver you to me. Thank you. I'll do what I can to restore your honor. Right. And he said, like, uh, as he goes to to walk back to the, the palace, he says, uh, uh, I am in no mood for celebration. Here, buy you and your your uh, fellowship uh, some fine mead and wine and food. And he just sort of thrusts the uh, the coin purse at you. I'll take it. Very well. I'll get back to them. Thank you. All right. Yeah, so the coin purse has 150 uh, drachmae in it. Nice. Alright, so while all that was going on, uh, Hypatia, can you go ahead and give me an investigation check? Wow, even with exhaustion, your nerd powers are strong. Uh, a 23. You find out a great deal about um, these creatures, assuming you're willing to pay for the book. Are you willing to drop five gold on the book that you needed to get this information since there was no oh, public yeah. library? Okay. Yeah, five gold is fine. Okay. Uh, let me see. I want to make sure I give you some pretty decent information here. I always spell Basilisk wrong. Uh, there we go. There's even a picture in the book. You want to see the picture? Sure. Okay. All right. So you should should be able to see. It. I think I threw it up on the screen for you. Yes. Yeah, so a basilisk, oh. yeah, is an eight-legged, uh, semi-aquatic reptilian monster. Um, they prefer 
um, tropical climates uh, when possible. They always like to live near water. Uh, they are uh, very good predators. Uh, they will eat meat, but they prefer um, to eat stone that was uh, meat. Um, it is not their saliva that turns um, stone back to flesh. It is the acid in their stomach that does that. Um, it is said that an exceptionally skilled hunter can gather the stomach lining from a basilisk and if it is a good uh, a good harvest check, they can have it basically boiled down into a uh, salve that can cure petrification. Mm, okay. Beyond that, there are not many methods known of removing the petrification that these creatures can cause, except for very powerful magic called mm. greater restoration. Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, basilisks, uh, they love, uh, basically getting the drop on creatures. Um, they'll kind of swim up to them and then sort of, like jump up and turn them to, you know, like look at them and turn them to stone. Uh, it is a stone gaze. Uh, the range on the gaze is rather, um, short, uh, only about 30 feet. Uh, yeah, some species of basilisk are uh, extremely predatory, or not predatory, sorry, um, are extremely uh, territorial. Uh, so if they see other basilisks, they basically try to like stare each other down and turn each other to stone. Because it turns out uh, that, that some species are not immune to uh, the petrification gaze uh, of themselves or of others. However, the basilisks of this particular region of Thylea are pack hunters and they have over the uh, many years and generations etc etc uh, developed an immunity to petrification which allows them to live in uh, essentially packs mm. yeah which definitely increases the danger quite a bit um, like lone basilis uh, they basically have like a fighting fish mentality so like if they see another basilisk they're going to take him out which allowed people to use like mirrors uh to basically preoccupy the basilisk like look at look at this other basilisk oh man and they would actually just turn themselves to stone uh unfortunately these thylean uh basilisks have evolved over the uh the years to be um immune to their gaze and also be communal pack hunters so they're, they're bad news bears, for sure. Yeah. 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 Sounds like it. Uh, their land speed is half of their swim speed. So they're very fast in the water, um, slower on land. Uh, however, they are extremely aggressive. Um, if this was a, a Vigima game, they could use a bonus action to move towards um, prey, essentially. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But beyond that, they're not very complicated. Uh, very stupid. Uh, their only means of attack is a bite. They have a venomous bite, and they have a petrifying gaze. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So, well done on that. I had a quick question. Sure. This has to do with uh, 
the equipment. Um, could I pay you guys the cost for one of the studded leather sets of armor what you would have gotten for it? Oh, rather than have to buy fresh stuff? To pay the market price, yeah. Oh, that would make a lot of sense, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, because studded leather is 45 gold fresh. But if I just give you the 22 gold, or that's much cheaper. <laughs> I mean, par party treasure, that's cool, right? I mean, sure. It doesn't affect but... the numbers. It's just, I use my cut to pay for what you have Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it, and, yeah, it all comes out yeah. the, in the wash. That's cool. All right. Um, time progresses. Do you guys meet up at the um, at the stone, essentially? At sunset, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anybody have any other business they need to deal with before then? Yeah, I mean, Phil would have taken everyone to uh, get dinner off of his father's coin. So. Okay, fair enough. Uh, nice. Yeah. So you take them to like a real nice sort of tap tapas kind of situation where everybody like gets to order, but then everyone has to share their food, which is terrible. But I mean, that's, you know, some people are into that kind of thing. Um, and everything's super expensive. Uh, that being said, it's not cheesy potatoes and it is very, very good. Like, this is some exceptional food. Um, there is, like, sweet goat cheese stuffed dates. Um, there's some kind of, like, fried asparagus with, with a cream sauce. Uh, all different types of, like, amazing uh, dishes. And they just keep bringing them out and bringing them out and bringing them out. Uh, how how baller are you going on dinner? Like, you want to drop 50, 50 gold on dinner? Like, really go nuts? Have some, like, super exotic foods and fancy flaming desserts and yeah, finest yeah, alcohol? The, and that. Okay. All right. So, yeah, mark off 50 gold, for. and you and your allies have probably one of the best meals uh, that you've, that some of them have ever had. Um, I mean, I'm sure Hypatia, you, you know, and, and Alexi is, as nobles, this is all right, <laughs> I guess. You know, it's, it's passable. So. Well, no, I mean it's good. It's, it's yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's good food. It's it's food. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's obviously. Yeah, it's what you want yeah. every meal. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. All right. So then, evening comes, and you guys uh, are supposed to meet Kyra uh, out at the Rock of Esther. So let me uh, let me get that ready real quick. And you guys could sort of uh, talk shop and what your plans are and all that jazz. I guess I'll ask uh, Hypatia if she found a magic vendor. Oh, yes, I did. I suppose I should tell people about that. We, uh, there's a magic shop in town. It's, uh, it's quite lovely. Because um, we have a, a manticore tail we need to get changed into a whip. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Uh, they could probably do that. Honestly, I don't know. I didn't ask, but I'm sure they probably could. I also found a cool book about Basilisk. I've hmm. uh, definitely got some ideas. And I'll compare notes with what I found out with what she found out to see. Okay just compare and see if either of us missed something the other one didn't know. 
Yeah, sounds good. So I will assume that everybody is kind of caught up on what everybody else knows. Does that sound yeah. sound fair? Yeah. yeah, I'd let them know I'm waiting on some more information, on, specifically on these basilisks, where they may be, and uh, anything special they might be able to tell us. But we'll only get that information in a few days, probably. Alright, so let me bring you guys over to this map, and then you can uh, drag your minis in. If you need help dragging your minis in, just let me know. change out the music here because you're no longer at uh at the festival let's see we'll go back to the uh kind of cool music there we go is uh does this seem to be the place where the sacrifice happens right uh yes this is the rock of estor so there's a it, there's a stone uh, where people get sacrificed. Mm -hmm. uh, they have, over time, uh, sort of built it up to be uh, almost like a, a temple to make it a little bit nicer than just a rock in the middle of the river. So it's much more marketable that way. Mm -hmm. All right. Is everybody able to see for the most part? Yeah. Okay, cool. Ooh. All right. Um, as you approach... Uh, Kyra is there and she kind of comes rushing up at a normal rushing speed and her uh, her face is badly swollen on the right side and there's like a lot of gauze and stuff you get it oh, pulled out you guys made it okay I'm ready ready and she uh, reaches into her tiny backpack and she pulls out her small book and quill and gets ready to take notes. You all right? Yeah, it's fine. Oh, okay. Was, was it a wisdom right. tooth? She kind of like motions at you to leave her the fuck alone. So, uh, all right. The doors to the temple are open. Uh, looking inside, uh, you see that there is a, a beautiful uh, nymph uh, of probably the water persuasion uh, that is sort of um, half in the water and half out of it. Uh, there are lovely priestesses uh, who are sort of in the water and out of the water uh, as well. Uh, and you do see more hoplites of Sidon uh, sort of posted around. Uh, just because, you know, you don't want the priestesses and the, and the nymph to get hurt or anything. Um, it seems that they have just got done uh, chaining three lovely goats uh, to the stone altar. All right. Are you guys trying to be subtle or are you just sort of like rolling up on the scene like, hey, we just wanted to watch some goats get sacrificed because that's our right. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's, okay, I guess there's yeah. not like oh yeah no it's yeah. totally yeah it's totally okay it's just you know as as micro celebrities i didn't know if you wanted to try to keep a low profile or tell us is gonna try to be stealthy just in case 
Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Talus, why don't you give me a perception check? Oh, very nice. Uh, you do see in the trees um, nearby are three harpies. And they seem to be watching everything with great interest. All right. Uh, the nymph uh, kind of turns as you approach. And uh, he says, uh, oh, what do we have here? The Chosen of the Oracle. Come to watch the great uh, sacrifice that is made daily to our Lord Sidon. That we have, good sir. I hope uh, we won't impede. No, never. Uh, this is our diligence and Sidon's due, as was decreed centuries ago. As you can see, three fine sacrifices await. And the goats just sort of let out nervous bleats uh, from the uh, stone over there. All right, the guy just kind of chills in the water. The ladies uh, do the same. Uh, their robes kind of saturated, uh, kind of absorbing the water. Um, the night air is growing a little bit chillier, about like 65. Um, this water is, you know, straight out of the river that kind of flows uh, flows past. The guards are all pulling that um, very stoic, like uh, eternal watch kind of thing, where they're just sort of standing there with their spears and shields ready. <clears throat> Overall, um, it's super boring. Yeah, when uh, I want to attempt to like keep search to like see which way these basilisks come from and all that. Oh good yeah, stuff. totally. Okay. I want to see if I can spot them in the water or whatnot when they finally show up and all that. Well, from your current position, you're gonna kind of see what you see. So did you? Gotcha. Yeah. So you may want um, <clears throat> to either leave and head north or south along the river, or you may want to put uh, a specialist in place, or I don't know, maybe if you had someone that could fly, or uh, I don't know, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Like a yeah. like a or a familiar. Yeah, yeah. This would be a good. This would be a good Pokemon mission for sure. Yeah, I'll have my Stimfei keeping watch. Okay. Basilisks. Is it okay for me to like go on over here? Uh, I mean, the guards watch you as you approach, uh, and they kind of nod at you. <clears throat> yeah, but, I just want to. Yeah, none of the, none of them guys. speak to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and so they just sort of uh, trance out the the two priestesses and the nymph, and uh, you know they're kind of like floating in the water, uh, murmuring prayers to Sidon. The goats are kind of bleeding. Uh, these guys are just sort of chilling, doing their thing. Uh, this goes on for hours. How long are you guys willing to wait? 
I mean, you're gonna, you just, you're, you're in it now. You're gonna stake this thing out all the way. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, the sun sets, night falls, uh, and eventually, uh, around like 9 p.m. or so, um, they start to uh, sort of light um, the the shrine so that everyone can still see what's going on. Uh, small uh, oil lamps and um, that, that sort of thing. And you do see that there is sort of uh, a magical glow that once the sun sets sort of emanates from the stone itself. Just very dim light sort of coming off of it as if it's a, a, a light in the darkness situation to beckon uh, things to come near. Uh, Peritos. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check, or doesn't Stimfei just have, like, I don't know, GPS mapping feature or whatever that is? Or does it still um, have to roll checks? It's got keen sight, so it has advantage. Okay. Alright, so go ahead and give me a uh, give me a perception check. Mm-hmm. You have advantage. Yeah, alright. Yeah. Um, you see that they are coming uh, from the north, uh, the basilisks. There are two of them coming. And they are very, very large. As well, uh, I, I would like to uh, um, use my free cast of Detect Magic just to see if... Uh, like, if the priestesses or the nymphs are doing anything, like Ooh, casting any kind fair of enough. spells. Yeah. yeah. Um, it seems that they are together performing sort of a ceremony ritual, but you don't feel that that really has any impact on the goats or the altar. Um, okay. You feel that it's more just a ritual of habit than... Yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not summoning or conjuring anything. Okay. Yeah, but good uh good on you for checking that. Uh all right. Uh eventually you see them swimming like I don't know, crazy Komodo dragons uh through the river. They are fast swimmers. Uh, swim speed's probably about a 40. Uh but they're definitely taking their time. And they just slowly make their way into the, uh, the shrine area. The goats are getting more and more nervous. They sort of languidly circle uh, the stone. And the goats are now going into like a frenzy of terror. As this happens, the priestesses are just kind of like convulsing and gibbering and praying uh the nymph is uh you know crying out and in, in sylvan uh prayers to sidon and his strength and wisdom uh abate the storm um you know calm the earth blah 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 uh they continue to circle and then finally uh they rise up out of the water and one by one uh the goats turn to stone Once the goats are stoned, they swim up with uh, incredible speed. 
uh, and begin to uh, take bites out of the stone, their teeth strong enough to break and crunch it. Uh, they each eat one of the goats, and then uh, the third goat is grabbed in the mouth of uh, the larger basilisk and taken with them as they slide back into the water and start making their way uh, against the current of the river back towards the north. All right. So, uh, their duty done. Uh, the priestesses and the nymph, uh, you know, kind of pack it all up, sort of thing, and uh, begin to head out. I want to approach the nymph before he goes. And then you see two of the guards uh, go with them uh, to escort them. Four of the guards uh, remain. Oh yeah, you uh, go to inner, kind of intercept yeah, yeah, the. Uh, wanna... Yeah. Ask some questions. All right, he says, "Ah, Philippocles, what uh, do you wish to ask me?" Uh, about the sacrifices and the ceremony. Is it every night? Is it the same two basilisks that receive the honorable sacrifice? Um. He uh, chuckles, and he's like, Oh, if it was the same basilisks, they would be very fat. And uh, one of the priestesses kind of giggles about that, because I guess it's funny, I don't know. You know how people, when they try to crack a joke about their job, and like, only the other people that work there think it's funny? Um, yeah. See. See, do they ever not come? Uh... He says, uh, he kind of thinks about it. He says, uh, um, there have been a few times where, uh, the basilisks were waylaid or distracted, but, uh, inevitably something comes and, uh, finishes the sacrifice. See, I see. So, for example, if you look hard, you can see in the trees nearby uh, harpies sent by uh, his sister wife to watch and steward uh, in the uh, sacrifices. Oh, I did not notice them. Uh, so if uh, the best was... Brother and sister, husband and wife, Sidon and Lutheria have always looked out for each other and cared for each other. Alexi mutters incest is best under his voice, I guess. <laughs> you so, seem very curious uh, about these uh, practices. Surely you have paid attention as you grew. You know that it is the responsibility of every city, even your precious Mitros to make proper sacrifices that each is... and every day. Yes, I see. that is true. Just uh, my first time seeing one in person. Uh, 
quite curious. Well, I am glad I could enlighten you. Yes, thank you. Uh. All right. Now, I will point out uh, that nobody uh, here matches the description you got of uh, Gaius. Oh, that was good. I was actually, I forgot to ask that. Yeah. So I don't know if you wanted to ask about that or just kind of investigate that in a different, through a different channel or what? Yeah. I like, I feel like he'd be pretty easy to find. All right. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. So they're going to, they're going to roll out sort of leaving you guys uh, there. So now you have seen where the sacrifice happens. You've seen the sacrifice transpire. You have a general idea of where they come from. You've learned a lot about them. What next? Well, we it's them. pretty late now. Oh yeah, you guys are so fucking tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we still and got like a little nine days, eight days. No. Yeah, I want to know. We'd probably moved on to hangover, hungover by now. Yeah. I want to know <laughs> if like salve. Sober. I want to know if that salve can be used preemptively. Mm. To prevent petrification. Okay. I wonder if that's positive, possible. I mean, Sarah. Uh, maybe your like fence will. Some, so the the bite the bite is uh, venomous. Is there some kind of uh, anti venom we could all take uh, if we were to fight these beasts? We could check the shops. Yeah, so this is going to be sort of a, a... Well, right, I'm assuming this is a walk-and-talk yeah. uh, situation. Gotcha, yeah. uh, are you guys going to stay at the palace tonight? Uh, it would probably be very difficult with the festival going on to find anywhere to stay unless you did one of those rich person moves where you paid, like, triple and they kicked the people out and gave you their room sort of thing. No, i go back to palace. No, yeah. Okay. Um, I did want to have uh, Paratos follow the Basilisk back to their lair. I don't know if you saw me type that in chat. Okay, yeah, sure. Death by a thousand cuts. Alright, uh, I will say with Paratos uh, doing that, um, go ahead and give me a give me a stealth check with Paratos. Because it's just a dex. Mm. Okay. Um, so, in order to avoid the harpies that start to follow him, uh, Peritos does have to um, start sort of stealthing. And uh, unfortunately, he during that time when you're stealthing, you obviously can't move very fast because you have to stealth wait so you're not being seen move stealth again um he does avoid the harpies and avoid being more than likely torn to pieces um but he follows them for a ways before he has to start hiding and does lose track he does not actually get to witness them going into their lair tonight uh but you do learn that the harpies 
uh, apparently, uh, do in fact watch uh, the and monitor these sacrifices. Yeah, and he does have an 80 foot fly speed, so he's a pretty fast little fucker. Truth, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, worst case scenario, he would just fly away from them, kind of thing. But they, uh, yeah, they're definitely. They definitely saw a metal bird, which is a little more unusual than a regular animal, and definitely kind of followed to investigate. Uh, Peritos, I don't think made it was obvious enough that they were like, ah, he's following the um, uh, the basilisk kind of deal. Because uh, once you realize he was being tailed, self-preservation sort of kicked in, and it was a stealth and evasion um, situation. Gotcha. All right. So, uh, back at the palace, you guys still in for the night? You sleep. Uh, there are no dreams. You gain the benefits of a long rest, and uh, you remove that exhaustion that you had suffered. Awesome. All right. Well, that's good. So, um, we obviously don't need to role play out every single day in Astoria. So let's just go and hit the highlights of the next day. So what exactly uh, do you want to try to take care of on the second day? Now that you're rested, now that you've kind of gotten a feel for the city, you have a fence, you have a magic shop, um, you are familiar with how we handle fancy shopping. Uh, so like that can all be done uh, through Discord. Um, so is there any other stuff that you want to do as you begin heading towards this big sacrifice of Anora? Uh, only thing I want to do is try to go to that magic shop and see about how much it costs to get that whip made out of the manticore tail. That we had to oh, sell. okay. Hype. I guess uh, also selling any that hag stuff too. If you still wanted to sell that, Philippocles. Yeah, I got a uh... I got some hag hair and uh, some hag blood. Oh, see. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, we got, do have lots of monster parts we could sell. Because <laughs> you got some good stuff for those manticores. All right. Hag stuff. There we go. Uh, off of the hag, you had vials of her blood. Um, they sell for three gold pieces each. And you had her hair, right? Yep. Um, which also sells for a three gold pieces. And I also have her skull, but I want to okay. make the I want to have the skull made into a mimir. Okay, can... you're gonna hang on to the skull then. Yep. Okay, fair enough. Why not ask this uh, woman if she could? She knows who could do that. Uh, yeah. Uh, at that suggestion, lady. I'll ask her. Be like, uh, yes, I have a hag, a skull of a hag. I, I understand it can be made into a, a mirror. Was, do you know where I could do that? Uh, yeah, so she uh, she looks at it. Uh, she says, this particular specimen is pretty badly damaged. But assuming it could be uh, repaired... Um, Hmm. Let's see. This is a sea hag, isn't it? Um, it wouldn't be uh, overly 
uh, powerful, but it could be enchanted to um, essentially know uh, a skill, uh, a knowledge skill, uh, perhaps. Um, the easiest enchantment would probably be nature or survival, uh, perhaps religion. Um, How about history? Mm, sea Hag, it could happen. It might not be the best. Um, hmm. Cost-wise, um, again, if the skull could be repaired, uh, looking at about three hundred gold to have uh, to have it enchanted. Oh well, I could. An item with right such now. limitations would not draw upon your uh, your essence in any um, demanding way. Which is her way of saying it would not take attunement to, um, to use the item. Uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know much about religion, but it seems like that would be useful. I could uh, pay for that. Oh, okay. So you you'd like me to um, get someone on that and have it enchanted for you? Uh, yes, that'd be great. Thank okay. You very uh, much. Hold on just a moment. Mm-hmm. Guess we're gonna have a Mimir. Now I will tell you that the Mimirs made from hags are a bit nasty. Uh, assuming I could find someone willing to do the enchantment work, I could have it done in twelve days. I'll leave it to you then. Right. And I do require the money up front. I won't be doing the enchantment myself, so I'll need the money to secure an enchanter for the work. Yeah, I'll hand her the hex skull and 300 gold, 300 uh, drachma. And you're hoping for religion? Yes. All right. A pleasure doing business with you. And with you. Thank you. And I'll also sell her the hair and the vials of blood for the... Okay, fair enough. Now she tells you, if you happen to fight a um, night hag, those are much rarer and they're... uh, um, Well, they're parts. uh, She kind of blushes a little bit. um, Have substantially more powerful uses. I'll keep that in mind. Thank you. Uh, do you have a kit for the harvesting of ectoplasm and other spiritual essences? I do not, but uh, that sounds useful. Uh, I mean, if you fancy yourself a collector of monster parts, that would certainly come in handy. I I think I still have uh, one in stock, if you want me to go check. Yes, uh, how much would, uh, would that be? Uh, I am looking it up real quick. Let's see. A harvesting kit is 30 gold. I will buy it. Okay. I'm actually uh, like taking trophies from my conquered foes. Okay. Uh, and then she wants to know if you are interested in enchanted vials and spirit paper. Um, spirit paper is used to capture the essence left behind by elementals, fiends, outsiders... Uh, spooks, ghosts, that sort of thing. 
Um, if I can afford it, yes, I would be. Okay. Uh, every piece of spirit paper is one drachme, uh, so one gold. And then the enchanted vials. Uh, so what an enchanted vial does is it sustains the magical properties of a monster's bodily fluids longer than normal. Um, so often you'll hear like, oh, well, the acid glands stop working after a few hours, blah, blah, blah. Um, these enchanted vials sort of keep that stuff going longer so that um, you can, you know, get it to the right people before it, it does. Uh, you do need to use the enchanted vial within one minute of the death of the creature so that its magic, which is based on the spell Gentle Repose, um, can take effect. Uh, enchanted vials are three gold pieces each. Okay, I'll take um, eight papers and ten vials. Alright. Sounds good. And what was the harvesting kit called? Uh, it is literally called a harvesting kit. Uh, it does have a uh, unique proficiency. Uh, rangers automatically have proficiency in it. Uh, outlanders um, can substitute their musical instrument uh, proficiency for the harvesting kit instead. Um, honestly, I would say any of you, if you wanted to, if, you're, if your character was kind of built around that idea, if you want to take one of your initial proficiencies from your background and swap it out for harvesting kit, you certainly can. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. And what harvesting kit does is um, it allows you to harvest all types of uh, creatures instead of like me being like this particular creature uses uh, medicine check and this particular creature uses arcana check. And um, this allows you to say, well, I'm just going to use my harvesting kit uh, proficiency instead. So. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, let's see. And then you wanted to know about the whip. All right. So let me look that up real quick. I'm also just selling manticore teeth and claws and stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, so let's see. Um, Basically, if you're providing this tail, it would allow the creation of a plus one whip at half the normal price. So 500 gold instead of a thousand gold. Sweet Jesus. Yeah. So it, it would have the cost of, uh, of creating a magical weapon out of the tail. Plus it would look like a manticore tail, which would be super dope. Um, if you were looking to have it further enchanted, um, it could be uh, used to create a weapon of uh, basically a dagger of venom that is a whip, uh, which is kind of awesome. But a dagger of venom runs 2,500 gold. Yeah, I yeah, know we're near that. <laughs> yeah. And do we have to worry about deterioration on this stuff or? Um, if you guys essentially preserve it using this new harvesting kit, uh, that I guess you guys are both proficient in because you're a ranger and he's going to swap out a background for it, um, I'd say that it would be fine. Like if you guys just basically uh, preserve it for later. Gotcha. Yeah. Because I only got 300 gold, so. <laughs> okay. I mean, you guys are only level three, so, you know. 
it's all good uh all right let me check out the manticore stuff and then uh, that'll be that so let's see the manticore teeth um they're cool and all uh but in the end uh yeah there, there's not too much use for them so they'd give you a gold for the teeth or you could simply keep them and use them to decorate like leather working stuff that you make or weave it into your clothes and stuff like that hand them out for... to hand them out to children you know that that's what of... i was thinking yeah <laughs> give them to kids they got the magic core teeth okay. i think you feel badass uh now the tail um if you were to just sell it um you could probably get like 10 gold for it but I mean, knowing that you can eventually turn into something really cool, you might want to hold on to it. Yeah. All right. Anything else that needs to transpire in town? Um, I would just be waiting a couple days before I go and check on. Yeah, the sure. Information. Uh, eager to get his money, um, Linus does report back uh, with the following news. Uh, he had some local scouts follow uh, the basilisks. They were almost caught by harpies, but something distracted them and uh, hmm. allo allowed his men to uh, follow the basilisks back to their lair. It is underwater. So there is a spot north along the river um, outside of the city limits uh, where they went underwater and did not resurface. Uh, but he does give you essentially directions on how to do that. Um, he believes the entrance to the cave is located on the western side of the river, so the other side of the river from where Mitros currently is. I see. Or sorry, uh, uh, Astoria. Astoria currently yes, is. Yes, yes. Um, he also informs you uh, that they have a venomous bite, and you could take antitoxin for it. Um, that would not make you immune. It would, in game terms, have the damage you took uh, mm -hmm. from it um, and give you advantage on saving throws against like poison status, etc., etc. What about something that would protect me from the petrification? Yeah, so he takes his one piece of hair and he kind of smooths it out on his head. And he's like, uh, that is a bit more complicated. Uh, there is, um, there's certainly things that can be used, uh, but they are very expensive. Uh, the same bomb that can be created to cure the petrification can be uh, anointed to the body uh, to protect it uh, against the effects of petrification, uh, but it is not foolproof. Uh, it would only give you uh, a better chance of surviving it. Uh, the only true protection is to blindfold yourself. I see. But then you will be fighting these mighty beasts blind. So blind my, blindfold myself so that I would not be able to see it. Correct. If you, took, okay. in, if you took the anti-venom for the poison and then a blindfold to protect your eyes, there would be no chance of petrification. I see. This has been told to me with great confidence by my agents. Can they see in the dark? The basilisks? Uh, yes. Okay. All right. If you were to try and fight them in their lair, 
it would be quite dangerous. Uh, I believe there are four to six of the creatures. I see. Okay. Um, if he doesn't have any more information, I'll uh, give him the 120 gold. All right. Uh, he is very happy. You see green plus pluses appear above his head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, where would I buy anti-venom or anti-toxin? Anti-venom? Yeah, yeah anti. Um, yeah, you, you can just buy it from, you know, a place in town yeah, from this guy. Stuff. It's yeah, it's it's regular shopping stuff. It's it's actually not even magical. It's like an gotcha. alchemical yeah. item. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure in this city. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, all right. Okay. Uh, so you guys kind of communicate this information with each other. Um, time is passing. Um, technically, there's downtime occurring. Um, if you would like, uh, for every day that nothing's happening actively in the game, that could be a day of downtime that you handle through Discord. Um, it could be as simple as my character works on learning this new language, my character works on, you know, learning this new tool, or there's actual, like, tables you could roll on for researching, or working a job, or pit fighting, or... Uh, carousing, so there's there's lots of things that you could do um, during downtime. Yeah, I want to get started on learning this uh, poisoner's kit. All right. Uh, all right. What about other stuff? Does anybody have other stuff that they uh, plans that they want to do, or are you just gonna kind of wait down the clock? When do you feel I like? We, I think we wanted to we go have... and uh, talk to Gaius and try still try a diplomatic. Yeah. Ooh. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair, all right. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so you guys send word to Gaius that you guys would like to arrange a meeting with him. All right. Uh, do you want to meet with him at the palace, or do you want to meet with him in like a neutral kind of area? Do you want to meet with him at the um, the Rock of Estor? Like, what is where do you want to arrange this meeting? Where he lives. Uh, he does not live here. He is visiting <laughs> where he <Well>. stays. <laughs> yes. Okay, fair enough. Uh, all right. If that is the case, you guys will meet with him uh, where he is staying. All right. Uh, let me grab his notes real quick. Actually, actually, before yeah. that. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, if he's just staying in like an inn or something. So we're trying to establish um, guest friendship. Oh, I got that, you. Gotcha. He, uh, if that doesn't, uh, he's actually staying at a military camp uh, outside of uh, outside of the city because it's very crowded with the festival and all that. Uh, and his his super awesome dragon, you know, like they need a place to like you know hunt and fly and stuff like that and he brought all these super beefy centaurs with him a couple of cyclopses uh a bunch of troops it's a big dick display um for sure why don't we invite him to the palace then okay so it's still the guest friendship is still going on it's just the other way around okay so you invite him to dinner at the palace do you uh, guys think that's really, a better idea? Really, yeah. I don't really want to invite this man into my problem. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's the best idea. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Cuz I don't think if we go to the military camp it's going to count. 
to count. What do you mean? Because we want the protection from guest friendship. Well, well then we need to no, be that, that's more uh, like a. It's it's that's it's a bit fluffier hostile, than that. Hostile to each other. I mean, I don't think we're hostile to them yet. Yeah, well, but it's but it's also it's a bit fluffier than that. It's like in the sense of like you have reached out to this person in peace to discuss, then it would be like incredibly rude of them to attack you. It's, it it doesn't so much matter where you are. We also have essentially the prince of the freaking city with us. Right, but so attacking him would be in a bad oh, no, taste. Not not Philippocles in it, Pythor. I don't, I don't think he's technically a prince, but... Yeah, I'm not really looking for that. <laughs> yeah, Philippocles yeah, doesn't just, have any I'm immunity. just saying in general, like, if he were to attack you in your dad's... be a bad... True. Yeah. Ill-advised. Yeah. That's all I mean, I'm saying. I'll, like you have... Also keep in mind that a lot of, a lot of this oath stuff, like, bad people... Can, are pretty good at evil genieing this stuff. So, for example, if if a bad guy was like, "Hey, y'all, guest friendship, like you know, welcome," uh, you have to do a number of things. Uh, you have to eat their food and drink their drink, right? And then, as long as the meal is going on, as long as um, you're you know a guest, they can't do anything about it. But like the moment you like walk over the threshold uh and leave, they could just kill you. It's not like it's not like, oh, we had we had hamburgers and now you can never hurt me. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's poison your food, all that fun stuff. Which is yeah, which is why it's safer for us to invite him to the palace. I don't think uh Yeah, I I don't think that would go well either. Then we and need to find another place because we're not. We shouldn't go to their military camp. I don't think we can rely on the whole. I think what we're trying to say is you can't rely on the whole guest friendship. Guest friendship. It's not gonna. Yeah. It's not gonna secure us that much. Yeah, but at least if we're not gonna rely on it, then we can't talk in the military camp where we're surrounded. We find a neutral place, like the Rock of Esther. Do you expect our conversation to? to combat we don't know that's the problem because we well, don't know how much he hates hypatia and it could very well turn I, I, I it's, it's it's not like that it's more like he doesn't want to kill me well i just want to be safe so i mean you did a couple days ago witness a living god king get basically like dirty dozen in his own city at a festival celebrating the soon-to-be death of his favorite daughter and the dude did not smite the guy down so there there's definitely like um social necessities at work here that are, you know, keeping people from just outright murdering each other left and right for for every little thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I, I think we would be fine to go. I think so, too. I to mean, their camp? 
First of all, yeah. this guy's a dragon lord, you know? Like, or, you know, He's sort got a of. Reputation. Yeah, like he rides around on a, a silver dragon. He's obviously a good guy. Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. That's a harder sell than trying to tell people Gellin Primewater was a good guy. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, but wherever you guys feel comfortable, but if you're going to meet with them, I think you're going to have to extend the offer. Because remember, your uh, Daddy Pythor, he's got those oxen. He really wants you know that offer to be extended. That's that's your. That's what you're working with is those oxen. Was it 100? I believe it was 50. I'm going to double check. Yeah, either 50 or 100. That's I can't remember which. platform mm -hmm. in, the, in the rock. I don't think that'll hold 50. Yeah, minutes. I don't think it'll hold 50. <laughs> well, the 100. idea is that he could sacrifice for like 50 days. Yeah, he'd have. yeah that's what yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. Or I'll stack them a one upon each other. <laughs> a great <laughs> And tie them with rope. Ox stack. All right, yeah, 50 oxen, each worth 100 drachmae. Dang. Okay. Well, we just need to figure out the location, Which, right? When you think about the fact that a regular ox is only worth, like, what, three drachmae? These are some quality-ass, like, oxen. We could they invite him to that one very nice restaurant we had the other day, though. <laughs> I must admit, I spent all of the money we could I mean, sacrifice his dragon let's just let's just roll maybe the basilisk will choke on the oxen <laughs> maybe they'll be so full they won't be fit to fight no i i think that <laughs> it would be good to go to the military camp to see well especially to see it like what's there like what their strength is like you know, if we do have to come to blows, what it would be like. Uh, they have Cyclops and a Silver Dragon. What's the worst that happens? Six new characters, start over. <laughs> um, yeah, let's, why don't we just vote? So Oath of Fellowship, we, I wrote down democracy. So we could just vote. So we're not doing this for half an hour. Okay. So uh, if you have an opinion on where to meet with, uh, with Gaius, go ahead and type it into Roll20 chat. Okay, we got one for military camp. All right, we got Rock of Estor or Fancy Restaurant, which is called The Auspicious Date. Um. All right, that's two votes for Fancy Restaurant. Two votes for military camp. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I'm going to say restaurant. Three for restaurant. And I'll pay. Or I'll pitch in at least. Okay. Is that anyone else uh, going to vote or are we good? Closing it out? That's good. Three, two, one. Okay. So you guys meet at the auspicious date. Uh, you should feel slightly more safe because I don't have an ancient Greek restaurant map. So. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you will tomorrow. 
Maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I'm Googling it right now. Um, no, result, let's resolve this in 10 minutes. <laughs> All right, let's do speed di uh, diplomacy. So uh, Gaius lands uh, in the square on his dragon. Wow. It's super dope. Uh, he slides out of the saddle, gives it an affectionate uh, kind of lingering pat on its flank, and it nuzzles him. Uh, he then turns, and as he does, his half cloak just kind of... You're right. Um, rather than the red of the you know rank and file uh, Sidonites, sounds weird. Um, he has a blue cloak with a red eye, um, and he uh, he's definitely wearing his his uh, Sidon pride. Uh, as he approaches, you do see that he is flanked uh, by um, some guards. Uh, who got here before he did and waited for his cool helicopter entrance. Uh, so he's got some hoplites of, uh, you know, of Sidon. Uh, as he approaches, he looks at all of you, and as soon as he sees... Uh, wait, I gotta ask. Are you guys waiting outside the restaurant, or did you guys get there early and get like a private room, and he's gotta come into the room before he sees everybody? Private room. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. I think private room. Yeah, so you guys, you guys see his dramatic ending through, I guess, familiar um, spy cams. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, as he walks into the room, and he sees Hypatia, he just stops breathing for a second. You. Uh, you? I had heard the pathetic songs, but I thought it was another. What? Well, why? Why? Why would you think that? Do you think I'm not good enough? Word. <sighs> I was told that this meeting was to discuss a profitable religious donation to the faith of Sidon in place of the prophesized sacrifice of the Princess Honora. Uh, that it is... is that's true. Mm. So Don't this isn't uh, this isn't some sad attempt to win back my affections, because the insult you laid upon me cannot be taken back. Like every snake on her head rolls its eyes. Um, inside the even... hood. Inside the hood. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like like a few probably would have would have peeked out to like hiss at him a little oh, bit. Oh man. Yeah. Like it's like it's not Oops. his face contorts in disgust and he says, uh ah well, at least you've learned that there's consequences for your actions. Though now you're shielded by prophecy. Mm. It was well, just like uh, 
Like, like there's, there's like waves of anger. Let's discuss uh, what we came here to discuss. Let's after we break bread. Of course, indeed. All right. He sits down. You guys break bread. You drink some wine. You order some tapas food. Got pretty good taste of food. I'll be honest. Favors the seafood. Um, yeah, but Phil tries to like butter him up, talk to him about like, man, you look awfully strong, and talk about his dragon. Okay, okay. When you start talking about his dragon, he does warm up a little bit when you talk about his dragon. So, well, does he yes. have any? What's the dragon? She. Does she, she have any? Absolutely splendid, isn't she? And you yeah, see him kind of, you see him kind of look out the window, and he's got like, maybe like heart bubbles like floating around. You're not a hundred percent sure, but. And and at the mention of the dragon, Hypatia would be like, "Oh, that reminds me. That joke I made. It was it was a joke. Look, it wasn't that big of a deal. You didn't have to take it so personally." <laughs> Um, How old is your dragon? You see, yeah, you see the you see the bridge of diplomacy. Um, you see tiny flaming snakes crawling yeah. all over it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm chiming in in front, oh, cutting her off. Yeah. How old is your dragon? Uh, Argon is well over a century old. Impressive. I guess it'd be Argyne. Okay, Argyne is well over a century old. Uh, and she is absolutely the most incredible thing the gods ever saw fit to make. Would Would you mind telling us how how you came to mate meet Argon? <laughs> Did you just Freudian slip on this dude? <laughs> Did you just ask him to tell you how he made it with his dragon? No, no, meat, meat. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I could have sworn, I could have sworn I heard something else. She's been drinking some wine. <laughs> All right. There's a slight pause as he makes sure he heard what you said correctly. Uh, go ahead, uh, reset, and give me a persuasion check. Uh, you do have advantage because uh, you it was buttered up a little bit uh, by you know. Oh, you so strong. Yeah, I think he mishears you a little bit, and he kind of like wrinkles up his nose, and he's like, "I won't discuss military secrets secrets with an Eurasian." Well, that's rude. So, what is the offer that you lay before me? What could possibly dissuade Sidon from following through on this? Prophesized sacrifice. Uh, we have uh, 50 of Astoria's finest oxen marketed at maybe 100 drachma per. It would be quite you, you a hear marvelous. You hear a low whistle from uh, one of the guards standing by the door. <laughs> and then he kind of like looks over at him and the guard kind of like just stares forward. You would trade livestock for a princess? Do you not Indies. see the problem that causes? Nearly. 
Merely I, the openings of negotiations. <laughs> oh. And, well, and and Hypatia would be like, he treated me like livestock. Yeah, Yo, that's... Can you chill? <laughs> can, you, can you relax? He, he, makes a, he makes a sourpuss face, <laughs> and he says, uh... Arranged marriages are a long-standing tradition amongst nobles. You were no more livestock than I was. Snort. I'm I think gonna, we're all know, very familiar with how nobles <laughs> operate. I'm going to try to ask Hypatia to uh, join me outside to uh, help me with some maintenance to my Stimfei. Mm, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll say something about how nice it would be to get some fresh air. There's, there's not really enough oxygen in this room. Well, be mindful of your new pets. Not everyone is as... respectful of your new position as I am. I, I, I ignore him and a, a snake uh, looks back and sticks his tongue out. All right. And then I, like, put my hood back on. He watches her go, and you could see there's, uh, there's some meanness in this man. And he looks at all of you, and he says, Why would the Chosen of the Oracle, who have been given three great and mighty tasks, be sitting around Astoria when they could be out living and fulfilling their prophecy? What is this princess to you that you feel compelled to part with whatever strange fortune you have? In this case, 5,000 drachmae worth of ox. Well, I mean, we're just here to fill the deeds uh, requested upon us. But if I recall the Bard's great song, there was no mention of saving a princess from a fate she willingly accepted. I have spoken to Princess Sonora, and she knows what a great honor it is to give her life to protect Astoria. She knows that Sidon's wrath should the sacrifice not be carried out would bring ruin to this kingdom. Floods and then droughts and then more floods, earthquakes, storms. Listen, you man. would deny this woman her destiny? Tell me what you want. Let me help you get what you want. Let's move beyond it. The princess of Astoria favored child. And he uses the word child. Um, kind of like meh. Kind of. Kind of, uh, of the god king Pythor. That's quite a sacrifice. I would say that 50 oxen doesn't even come close. You know what does come close, though? The six chosen 
of the Oracle. Would you, brave heroes, be willing to take her place? Because um, when I slay the Deathless that come to me, as I stand upon the Rock of Estor? If he was an anime lady, he would let out an oh-ho-ho -ho laugh at that ridiculous comment. Uh, he, he says, uh, I don't think that would happen. Then put me and my fellowship on the rock in her place. We'll see what comes. He slams a fist down uh, and says, do you swear an oath to the gods? And to me, that you will take Princess Honora's place on that stone on that night. I do. Oh. You guys feel the oath of fellowship. You guys feel you feel the magic of the oath of fellowship kick in as you are all bound uh, by this oath. And Hypatia is gonna wander back in the room. <laughs> I would like to say to like, guys. Um, excuse me, what just happened? Well, it seems, my old friend, you are once again livestock, for you have been traded. If these basilisks were never to achieve their due, attempting to consume us, take us back to Sidon. What would then happen? He kind of like makes like a bored expression. If you survive the night, then obviously the fates saw fit to spare you from Sidon's wrath. <clears throat> Forget all this Sidon's wrath crap. This is just a dick move is what this is. It is. It started with a dick move to try and get Pythor to sacrifice his daughter and make him all mad and break your truce so that you could have your little war that you want. And now I will thank him <laughs> for the opportunity. To he fla he flashes a vicious smile at you, Hypatia, and he says, "The full moon can't come soon enough." I'll personally chain you to that rock. I'm fucking doomed. <laughs> um, I'm doomed. I'm gonna march Hy Hypatia out so she doesn't say anything else. Well, I won't be staying for desserts or drinks, but it was a pleasure doing business with you. Indeed. <clears throat> and he stands and he twirls his little half cloak and uh, he walks out of the room. Safe travels. Alright. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Solutions. As soon as what's his face is out of here, I'm going to smack <laughs> close, yeah, close, He closes the door and then the shouting starts. Why are you mad at me? <laughs> We weren't going to fight them anyways. That now doesn't mean we need to sacrifice our... I, mean, I, have no I have no intention to be sacrificed. 
I will break whatever chains they chain me to and I will kill them. And what of our weapons? We'll hide them on the rock beforehand. It's a rock. <laughs> would, it's would a they, flat rock. Would they... Can I insight? Like, would we be able to, like, have our weapons with us? There's a knock at the door. Hey, am I late? Did I miss the negotiations? <laughs> Your nephew... Your can I come in? The, the door's locked. Someone let her in. Come in. Okay. Yeah, let her in. Why does everybody look so mad at Phil? You have the look. You have the look that I usually have when I'm looking at his dad. Your nephew <laughs> unilaterally decided to make us the sacrifices. Oh, and then the the oath of fellowship kicked in. Yeah, you guys gotta get more in sync. You know what I'm saying? We gotta not let the barbarian do the negotiating. How about we that? We gotta not let the wizard do it either. <laughs> She's my sister, <laughs> and Hypatia, you did not help. <laughs> you cannot keep I your own to what we brought right. you. I was right, though, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but you were <laughs> snippy, and you just made him not want to talk to us. Facts but don't make right. for good negotiations. But I was right. <laughs> okay, you were right. But it didn't help. We should have let it left it to Anastasia. <laughs> I thought I did a fine job. It, we only had one option, and I took it. The bridge. No, of we had many options. Away. He decided for us instantly. Okay. If you okay. make a habit of this, I will break this fellowship. So chained to a rock with no weapons, because you're gonna be garbed up in like sacrificial robes and stuff. You're gonna take out these basilisks? Well, we don't really have a choice now, do we? Alright. I mean, we also have pets. Okay. I don't know. Maybe they can bring us things. Alright. Uh, I just want you to know if I cast Greater Restoration on you after the fact, that fulfills my oath of protection. Okay. I will okay. keep blindfolded. Yeah. I will not need no. She, like, flips through her book and she's like, so. I still got to save Hypatia, Philippocles, and Talus. The rest of you, you'll owe me. Just saying. If we tie our weapons and place them in the water, I can dive down and get them. Oh, that's pretty smart. I don't have to breathe. My, and my book is not waterproof. And I... my Stimfei cannot be turned to stone. <clears throat> it is immutable. So we just you're just gonna have your your parrot thing just like tank them? Is that the plan? Technically it could. Harpies <laughs> would be the biggest challenge. Sure, sure. I could What do you mean harpies? The harpies can't jump in, can they? I imagine Alexi. they would. Oh, I get it. I, if you if you fought back, they'd probably be like, "Oh, there's six of them and only X amount of basilisks," and then they'd feel obligated to like even the even it up. Well, the gotcha. the, the mm. priest yesterday even told us that the harpies are there to ensure that even if the basilisks do not take the the sacrifices. Oh. Wow, you guys really did your homework. All right. Well, I mean, you. We're gonna go wipe out all the basilisks anyways beforehand, right? Like to save Anora. Like, I mean, that's on not our like terms. 
Well, it's not like you can't do that still, right? Well, I mean, in all, all in all, even if we did just kill the Basilisk, I suppose that wouldn't stop Sidon's wrath from attempting to secure her some other way. So, mm, if this again, uh, I mean, you know, I can tell you this as a god. You know, we're very busy, so a lot of times we just sort of like. You know, you delegate. Like, this is on Gaius now. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so if you guys bamboozle Gaius, that's Gaius's problem. Like, Gaius has egg on the face at that point. Wait, let's just kill him. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> no, then we'd be breaking the oath. Okay, we'd, true. We'd yeah. need murder. We'll just yeah. stand upon the rock and kill whatever comes at us. Okay. okay. Alexi, you, you might need to bring some of your lockpicks. Hide them somewhere. Safe? Because we'll, we'll be chained up, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you saw the goats, right? They were chained. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you'll be naked. I think you at least get some, like, like form-fitting robes that, like, absorb water and they cling to your body <laughs> dramatically. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I if it seems difficult, are there usually guards there at the sacrifice? But what's the rock of of what is I it? I mean, it's a, it's a religious site, so they usually have guards, you know, watching it. <clears throat> I mean, most people wouldn't be stupid enough to mess with a religious site because you know you'd be like cursed by the gods or whatever. But yeah, so I will just pay somebody through my mm -hmm. fence to stash our weapons. Oh, well, these all sound like super good ideas. Yeah. Let's let's talk about it over the week. All right. Yeah. Uh so I think we will unless you guys come up with another plan, when we pick up next week, uh we will pick up at the night of the full moon and you guys will have major plans over Discord. If you come up with something else that you need to do that would take place in game, we'll do that instead. Um but then that would also give you guys some downtime as well, which we can handle in Discord. So if there's things you wanted to do with that downtime, you could um, certainly do it. Sort of like, you know, I tell you, if you don't know what to do in combat, take a dodge action. If you don't know what to do with your downtime, just say that you're like learning a new tool or a language. Because eventually, with enough downtime, you will learn that new tool or that new language. So um, just going to keep that in mind. Mm. Yeah. So I'm actually not going to be here next week. Oh, or no. at least for a goodly portion of the session. Okay. I've, I'm going to a thing. The thing is at 7.30. Do you Odd trust anyone to play your character, or do you want me to NPC her? Um, I I assumed that we would talk strategy, or strategy, okay, yeah, and, yeah, strategy yeah, okay. and then whoever feels up to it can take my part. I'll, like, right. I'll probably show up before we end the session, but probably okay. like 11 reasonably all right uh i'm gonna take us back to the start page and i'm gonna log us out for the night because uh we are at or over time a little bit and some peeps have to go to work in the morning like me uh so um good job a uh, lot of lore a lot of uh role playing um a lot of research that's gonna hopefully set you guys up for success some fantasy shopping. Um, I don't know. Pretty full session. 
So we will continue this next week and uh, I guess talk it out in strategy on Discord and um, be ready because there's going to be it's, one way or another. You're probably going to have to fight some bastards next week. <laughs>